GM, GM, give me just a second, guys. Let me finish getting everything set up, and we'll get going here. Um, need to tweet this out and um, get all y'all up on stage as well. 80s, how are you doing today? Doing well, sir. Packing up the house, getting ready to haul ass, going to uh, Fort Worth for the weekend and see my stepdad, so... Looking forward to that, man. How you doing? Oh, I can't complain, man. Can't complain. You know, it's been a solid, uh, solid evening slash afternoon slash morning so far. Market's slowly grinding higher, which I love to see. Love to hear it, man. Dude, I was just in a space um, with uh, Ponds and Wob, and it made me think about something that Wob said um, earlier about him, like going after the, the Eastern uh, market, if you will, like the Chinese market and, and that whole Asian culture. And I was thinking about something. It's like a real big passion of trading over there. And if we also tapped into that, I think that that could onboard so many new people into wonky stonks too. And it's just a thought that I had. So something to consider. Well, what's the game plan, man? What's the alpha that they dropped? You got to get in there, man. You just got to get on the WeChats. You got to, just like you do in in this space, we just get loud and and organize and and start making connections and try to get our foot in the door and see what we could do as a community together. Well, dude, let's do it. (laughs) I mean, I... I'm down to figure it out. You know, I, again, man, I think it's one of those things. There are a lot of untapped markets. Like, I know Frank always talks about his obsession with his two markets that he really wants to dive into are, um, oh, man, what a, like LinkedIn and Twitter. Like, those are the two things that he's the most bullish on. Personally, I mean, I don't know about the LinkedIn side of it as far as, the, I, I mean, I, I guess, like, maybe there could be something there, but... You know, I, I just feel like LinkedIn is a little bit more hesitant to this type of adoption uh, when I think about the demographic. But that doesn't mean that there's not potential in that. You see a bunch of degens on the LinkedIn uh, timeline. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I mean, bro, I, I can just imagine everybody that all my LinkedIn connections <laughs> And I wrote zero of them. And I I get it. You know, you can cultivate different audiences wherever you are. Right. So like a big part of it is obviously the audience that I already have there versus what I could potentially cultivate. But, you know, I still think about it. I'm like, "Ah, you know, is it (laughs) like, is that one that I mean, I I respect the, uh, you know, like him trying to pioneer it, though, one way or the other. Well, I mean, if you look at it from an application point of view, like if we're going after the PFP market, I don't really know that that's the right medium to go for. But if we're talking about other protocols that could have like real world applications for people in a professional atmosphere, sure, LinkedIn would be a great way. But I don't even think we're there yet with technology. That's what I'm saying, man. I think there's an opportunity for it to find ground eventually there. Like I'm, I'm not discounting it completely. Right. But you know, when I think about just the target audience of like what I see as a potential reward versus the work put in, I just wouldn't see it as a number one option (laughs) 
to go to personally, but I think that it all, you know, depends on what the vision of your project is, kind of how it resonates. But again, I, I just am thinking through it, like, you know, when you're curating an art audience that is out there seeking some historical project within the space, like, you just don't hear much about the active LinkedIn NFT culture that is just out there thriving and adopting things. So, you know, I'm all for somebody else paving the road and then following in their footsteps whenever they've done it. Facts, man. That's the way to do it. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I just don't see it. I think Twitter, that's where we're thriving right now. Um, and, and, and that's where we'll continue to build bridges because um, it's an entire ecosystem of, you know, so many different channels that we can tap into, too. So and we're just now scratching the surface with our small ecosystem. So. No, I agree, man. Hey, ladies, this is completely random, but back to your uh, thing that you brought up earlier. Dude, have you ever been to Billy Bob's in Fort Worth? Oh, fuck yeah, man. I'm going to Billy Bob's Saturday night. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to go if you have it. Oh, yeah. That's the jam, man. I love all the stockyards. That's, that's my little spot. My uh, my stepdad lives in Saginaw, and um, whenever the wife and I go there, we stay in downtown Fort Worth and uh, hit up the local spots. It's always a good time. got to go vibe. to Joe T's and, you know, Joe T's to... Yeah, uh... man. <laughs> yep. It's going to be a good time, brother. Um We'll be there yeah, for uh, two nights. Yeah, stockyards are the are the jam. It's always a good time. It's a little different because you know we're beach vibes over here in Florida, and we get to Texas, and I put my cowboy boots on, and I live the life, man. I love it. I can only imagine, man. Um, Nelsonius, welcome up, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's been a while. How are you doing, Cleo? I'm doing well, man. I'm. Just sitting here snacking on a kolache for lunch. Oh, you um, hit me with a kolache. Bastard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, you remember how we had, like, back last year, there was this period of time where I don't know if it was Cube or who. I feel like half the people on stage just basically didn't believe the kolaches existed. Or, you know, there was some type of drama surrounding the kolache narrative. <laughs> I forget what it was. Maybe Rooster didn't know what it was. And he was like, okay, no. like I'll look for this. Yeah, I think it was Q who didn't know what it was. And Rooster, he's a big proponent for the kolaches. I think it was the last time I was actually in Texas. I took a picture of a case full of kolaches. And I think that's how we started the conversation because people are like, what the hell are those things? They're fire, by the way. Something like that. Here here in a second when I'm done eating, I'll, I'll quit being lazy and I'll tweet out this space. But, you know, 80s, you know the difference between – right now versus back in the summer too like when we would do these kind of before i'd tweet it out and it'd just be like a couple of us chilling in here i think the total room size would be like 15 people before i'd tweet it out <laughs> and right now i mean we haven't even sent out a tweet yet so they're like 45 people which is triple you know the average attendance of what it used to be when we would do it with just kind of starting it up when I was lazy before I'd get things going. Um, by the way, if anybody else wants to speak, feel free to hit that request button. I'll bring you guys up here. Now's the time to do it. Yeah, man, it, it's definitely beautiful to see. I mean, it, the the price action definitely reflects uh, the spaces as well, too. So it's, uh, it's amazing to see the community grow. It's amazing to see people finally latching onto these vibes that we've been emitting out into the world since October 2021. So it's beautiful, man. No, dude, I'm telling you, though, like, okay, so after I tweet this out, 
it'll probably range somewhere between 100 to 150 people in here, right? Like, who knows, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, somewhere in there. I'm telling you, man, there will be a day here in the next year that, like, at some point, like, through now, through 2024, we'll be doing these weekly, and there will be a 1,000-plus people in the room. Like, it's, it, like, it's just going to happen. You know, it, it is the natural progression of how this stuff works. And I understand, you know, like, if you're if you're sitting there in the background, you're like, oh, you know, like, it, it's tough to kind of see the big picture. You haven't seen how these cycles work. But it's one of those things, if you really can take a step back and see, okay, not just like, oh, man, can I have a thousand people in this room in the next week? But just understand that it's about more than just the next week, the next couple days, you know, even the next couple months. And you're looking, you're starting to take a look years down the road. I think it really helps the perspective of, you know, just your overall approach to the space in general. Well, it becomes part of your life at that point, right? you, You build this relationship with the space and with everyone that you interact with. You build a relationship with the voices that you hear that you resonate with. And we say it, you know, a thousand times over, but consistency, just show up, Uh, you know, once a week, like we've been doing, we've been going hard in the beginning of the year doing multiple spaces, but it's that consistency that'll play off for years to come. And people will vibe with that, man. People will build that relationship that resonates with one another. So that's what it's all about, brother. Sorry, I had myself muted as I was sending out a tweet. But, dude, you know what's crazy, too? Like, when I met up with you in Tampa, that was one year and one week ago. Yeah, wild, man. Wild. 53 weeks ago. And that's kind (laughs) of like when we're talking about the birthplace of these weekly spaces, a lot of it stemmed from kind of that conversation that we had there. Um, You know, like we were just talking about different initiatives, different things, you know, as far as engaging the community, kicking things off and you know, one of them was, okay, like, here's a checklist of something that we can do that's really easy, you know, that we can start pretty much immediately, took a couple weeks, and um, yeah, then we got kicked off, because looking at it, you know, hey, we're, (laughs) in three weeks, it's going to be the one-year anniversary of doing these every single week for the past year. Yeah, man, it's, uh, and as we do it every single week, too, it's like, it it goes back to what I just said. It becomes a part of your life. Like I know during the week, every Friday I'm hanging out with my family, like my schedule, screw all that. Like I, I, this is my, my Friday and, and, and it becomes a part of, of everything that we do. And we set the foundation, I think, you know, a year ago. And when we had that, those conversations, we were really striving to build organically no hype, no nothing. And how do we approach that organically? Well, you be consistent and you empower people. You give people opportunities and you give people a place that they can feel comfortable in. So I'm proud to be a part of it, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see the community even growing now, stronger and thriving and people stepping up and taking the leadership positions and, and, and having this ecosystem be about everyone together. Oh, yes, sir. I agree, man. It's been a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, you know, like it's a, it's cool to look back and reflect on, okay, 52, 53 weeks ago, where we were with that conversation. And realistically, when you think about what's changed since then, 
you know, in the past 52 weeks, not much else has, or I guess past 49 weeks, whatever you want to say, realistically, not much else has changed as far as anything about the approach, anything else, right? Like, you know, we've just relied on being consistent, right? You know, the consistency, the community, and the art, like the three things that have, you know, kept the wheels turning. And I'm telling you, man, you know, we talk about this just about every day, but it's the truth. You know, it is, it can't be understated, I think, how strong that is when you do have that multi-year approach, right? When you just like, and look where it's gotten us. You know, I, I forget that statistic. I need to go back. Hondo shared it with me. I think you guys shared it the other day. Hondo shared me the tweet a little bit ago from nftstatistics.e. Give me a second. I'm going to tweet it or I'll pin it. Um, so yeah, there there were 3,000 projects that have had at least one sale at one ether higher in 2021. 3,65% of them haven't had a single sale above 0.1 ETH in the past three months. Now, what I would be curious in, I, I want to go through and see if I can find a website from that. You know, I think they've got it down there. I, I need to go check and see. I want to up that number to one ETH. And I guarantee you, if 65% of the projects haven't had a sale over 0.1 ETH, you know, that number probably drops to like 95% whenever you up the bar to one ETH. And, you know, to think about that, then I'd like to go and see, okay, what percentage of those projects were pavements versus free mints, right? And then like, you know, you bucket it down to what the Freeman narrative is from that, that's actually thriving in there. And, and man, I, I'd be hard pressed. I, I know that there are a few out there, but like at least in the same era, maybe five projects like that are where we are now, you know, from that same type of narrative and that same type of storyline. Yeah. I think you just described the making of a blue chip is what I heard. That's what I just heard. So, Clay, I was going to say. Point being, with enough time, like cream rises to the top. Pick God, what's going on? No, I was going to say, man, if you look back through that uh, tweet for that NFT analytics thing that you were just talking about, I think uh, the person who tweeted that out included a little more information. I think they included something about the One ETH projects. So they included something about the one ETH project. Yeah, like later on down in the thread, if you can find it. Sorry, man, I'm talking on some old ass headphones. No, 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 you're fine, man. I'm I'm looking through. Let's see. I think someone else was asking them about that. Like, what about projects that sold for one ETH or three ETH or something like that? And they tweeted a couple more things. Because I remember looking through that and I was thinking it was pretty interesting. Because I'm pretty sure I was the one who sent that in like one of the chats, and I was like, damn, that's a crazy stat. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm trying to go through right now and find that because I would love to have that stat. Like, it'd be nice to be able to tweet that out. But, I mean, even the point one e thing, right? Like, the point one e thing is pretty cool in and of itself. And, you know, if you look at it, though, <laughs> the other thing that I'd like to, you know, that you can look at kind of as a comparison with all of that is just look at where all those projects were, you know, at their peak during that window. Look at where they were. You know, even the projects other than wonky stonks that have had sales over that still right now, look at where they are versus what wonky stonks has done over the course of the past 15 months. And I almost guarantee you, like the average thing, a lot of projects that were considered blue chips at that point in time, or, you know, close to it, 
like we've slowly started flipping some of those big names that had a bunch of hype that had a bunch of the celebrities had a bunch of the influencers had this and that and you know it's just been something slowly and quietly happening right like it's nothing that's been this big sexy whatever like and it's just been a slow steady process and you know like that's the nature of i think doing a project without necessarily having a clear-cut roadmap or clear-cut utility you don't have these sexy announcements that sit there and like provide momentary hype that you know inflate the value of your project beyond a point you know beyond reasonable expectation you know it's a slower grind but it's a healthier grind it's something that happens over time and i'm telling you you, you like you look at the approach of how things have done, how where they're going. Like you know, it's a lot of these projects too rely fully, and I like I respect the brand and the business side of it, right? You know, hey, like you know, want to grow Ledge Art into a brand, want to do something with that more than just wonky stunts down the road. But at the same time, like this isn't a be all end all for me, right? It's kind of a pursuit of passion more than anything else. So you know, some of these other projects, if they're not able to put out whatever they're not able to keep the wheels turning right and and i think that's something that again separates this from the rest is because of the fact that it is a pursuit of passion because it is something that you know when it's about the art i think it really does even transcend the creator you know obviously the creator has a role and i think really has a role whenever you get things going but at a certain point you know looking back at punks for instance nobody gave a shit about larva labs Right. Eventually something, you know, a project can transcend whatever, you know, the centralized authority or whatever else behind that is, if it is just about the art. And again, I think that is the reason why uh, you like the vision persists of it being an art based project. Yeah, dude. I mean, I think honestly, from from the get go, I just think about the whole thing in, in retrospect now, like the free mint was just such an awesome thing because, you know, I think you were successful in what you were trying to do and just onboard a ton of people from CT into NFTs and kind of see what it's about. I mean, you know, I don't think there's any question in my mind, you could have, you know, charged 0.1 ETH for the mint and it still would have minted out because I know I would have still minted one. Um, But, you know, like, like you said, that slow grind, you know, I, I really started appreciating the art aspect you know, over the last eight months or so, probably. And I even think about it from, you know, like a security perspective. I think, you know, you knew what you were doing when you were launching an art project and rather launching like a PFP project where you're going to airdrop some ecosystem token that's going to go to zero and it's going to be an unregistered unregistered security and you're going to get yourself in trouble. So, you know, like, I think you're following the vision and it's going to keep going. And I think we're all here, you know, because of you and we're excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I think another thing you touched on, too, is there wasn't a bunch of noise with this project. Like, there's not a bunch of any hype, any announcements every single day, this, that, and the other. There wasn't a crazy, you know, theory about the project. There wasn't a bunch of overhyped promise. And, And I think throughout the year, having that... I don't think it was so prevalent in people's minds because they were going after the hype. They were going after the dopamine hits. They were going after the rush, the feel. And without realizing it, they started seeing consistency play out in some of the top projects. 
we were one of those top projects. We are one of those top projects. And now people are settled down more. Now people, I think, that have survived last year, that are here, are looking into projects that have a strong community, number one, and that have something that's consistent. And we have that consistency. And we're going to be here for years to come. And we're not overhyping anything. We're not creating noise. Yeah, we create noise on some spaces and we have some fun and we vibe out. That's the extent of it. And that's what I think has really made this such a unique and underestimated project in a lot of people's eyes. And now here we are onboarding a lot more people and they're starting to see there's a bigger picture than all that roadmap hype and all that other bullshit. So we're here. We're vibing. Yes, sir. Um, let's go ahead and go over to, uh, let's go to Rooster, man. Rooster, how are you doing today? We were actually just having a conversation at the very beginning of this space about like that whole, you remember that day? I forget what it was. I think we had like, if not just a day, multiple weeks where we literally just spent like half the space talking about kolaches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who could forget that? <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. I was having a kolache a minute ago, and it just it, it threw me back a little bit. Like, dude, that was like in the spring of last year, nearly a year ago now. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. What kind of kolache were you having? You never said. Yeah, it better be a jalapeno uh, and cheese. I, I had a brisket, egg, and cheese. Okay, that's fine. Um, phenomenal. And then a bacon, egg, and cheese. I've got another it's a sausage, egg, and cheese that I'm uh, just going to keep in the fridge for now, have later as a snack if I need it. But, yeah, that's it, man. You know, a nice, healthy lunch. So, but, yeah, you know, that's the meta of the day, kolaches. Um, but now on the real, I, I, I do want to talk about something real quick. So if you guys were aware, um, if you weren't in the space last night, slash, you know, if you're not on the Discord or any of the Twitter chats or anything else, you may not have seen that there was – a wonky stonk holder that did get hacked last night, like an OG holder, had like 20 stonks get stolen. Super, super sad to see a couple grails in the mix that were just floored on X2Y2 also. But thankfully, you know, the um, the grails that were floored were secured by, you know, another community member who's super active that, you know, hey, he did the right thing. I think he returned them at cost, you know, for whatever he spent to the original owner, um, which was really cool to see. You know, one was a super guppy that was a beautiful super guppy, man. Like, I've seen that one a million times as I've looked through the guppies, and I've been jealous of that one. And then the other was, like, the third most bullish stonk in the entire collection as far as the, you know, the return level. Um, and then outside of that, you know, just a bunch of other, a handful of other beautiful, pretty unique ones as well. And, you know, some of those are still sitting out there right now on X2Y2. That, like, and it, it sucks, but... You know, something that taken away from this, I've talked through them just trying to dig into what happened a little bit more. And I think it's important to share with everybody um, just to, you know, be able to take that lesson and help understand exactly what caused that. So that, that way, you know, we don't end up encountering that again in the future. Um, and, you know, he was really transparent about it, like, in a sad situation, he was in the hospital because he just got in a, a motorcycle accident. So he said he was on his phone checking through something and he saw something about the Porsche Mint. 
that just happened. So he clicked on the, you know, the link for the Porsche Mint um, for what he thought was the link for the Porsche Mint. And when he accessed the website, and he was on MetaMask Mobile, when he accessed the website, um, it basically said, hey, your wallet is eligible to claim for a free mint. You know, like you're one of the wallets that's been selected eligible to claim this as a free mint. You know, he's sitting there in the hospital, like already not having a good day you know, bouncing back, recovering. And, you know, he ends up deciding, hey, like, why not just try this out? That sounds cool, right? Like, so he ends up doing it. And whenever he signs that transaction, he said he immediately saw um, a transaction request for some super sketchy token come through for an approval of whether or not to swap out some of his ETH for it. And he said he declined it. And then he was just super, you know, kind of paranoid about he said he just exited out of the browser because he didn't want anything else to happen. But unfortunately, like, you know, exiting out of the browser isn't going to, whenever you sign something, right? Like it's on the blockchain, it's already, you know, the approval side. So I think that he thought whenever he declined that transaction, that that was it, that it was over. But I think simultaneously to his approval of that, you know, he signed an approval similar to what happened to Kevin Rose where it gave access to the hacker um, or the fisher, whatever you want to call it. Um, basically, he signed an approval that allowed all of his NFTs in his collection to be sold at zero to the fisher. And, and I want to say fisher because it's a phishing attack. It's not a hack, right? Like his MetaMask didn't get hacked. He signed a token by being fished. And I think it's a very important distinction to make. Um, so anyway, he went through that. It was one of those things where, you know, it, it just sucks, man. Like after those were transferred over, he didn't even realize that they were really transferred over. Luckily it was a fish, you know, a suspicious thing. So OpenSea flagged it, but like people use those sites like X2Y2 to get around that. And, you know, I, I want to reach out to him, too, and just say, hey, you know, I, I'm still trying to confirm with him if there are any others that are on the floor there that he's really, you know, passionate about getting back, because I think those would be important to secure. So, you know, he is able to do that. But like outside of that, man, it's just, you know, it's a tough situation to see that happen to a good guy. Like he's in good spirits about it. But, you know, it's just an important lesson to be able to take away from that, that, you know, something seems too good to be true. Odds are it is too good to be true. And, you know, you've just got to be super careful of that in this space. And, you know, they're going to try to get you whenever you're down and weak and kind of, you know, incapacitated like he was while he was in the hospital bed checking his phone and on MetaMask, right? Like, and that's also probably a reason, honestly, the majority of people probably shouldn't even have a MetaMask extension on their phone, especially if it's a hot wallet that like has your NFTs on there. It's just not worth it, right? Whatever degen mint, whatever sale, like it doesn't have to happen immediately. You know, just, I think it's just safer. If you've got something like that on there, let it be a clean wallet, right? Like, you know, just to cut down on any of those suspicious type of activities that you might be prone to because, you know, even like when you're out and you've got MetaMask on your phone, you could be drinking and same type thing, right? You could be drinking incapacitated in one form or another, you know, just not in your best state of mind. And you could see this on your phone and be like, oh shit, like, you know, whatever. And, 
your sober mind may say, hey, like red flag, stop right there. But your other self might be like, oh, F it, like, let's go. And then you run into that type of situation. I'm not saying that's exactly what happened here. Um, but anyway, I, I just wanted everybody to be aware of kind of how that happened, because it is important, you know, going through this. There are people that are out there doing this every single day right now. And, you know, after they end up hacking a few people, they delete their website, they delete the URL, they delete the tweets, they try to delete every single sign of whatever happened, and then they create something new. So they go through, rinse and repeat this profit, you know, process and put it under different disguises, but it's all the exact same type thing. And it's all shit. And we talk about this all the time. It's all shit that's just too good to be true. So just be careful. I'm going to uh, go, Don, ahead. Ladies, gonna, go ahead. I'm going to pin a couple things up top for security. Um, uh, space this week, uh, D Hutz was on there talking about security. He made an awesome thread. So just for the listeners up there, I'll, I'll put up some information. It's really a good go-to source. I have a question if that's all right. Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah. So I want to, I want to make sure. Okay. So he's claiming was the link that he, that fished him to a site signing the transaction or he signed a transaction after he was on the site like metamask he signed a transaction after he was on the site is what he said so he said that he accessed it like he saw a tweet yeah. um that what was a supposed you know porsche mint tweet and he was just curious to check it out like oh you know what's going on with the porsche mint? yeah and he even it's said FOMO. i don't know why in the hell i was curious in the porsche so he accessed the site and it had a pop-up that said, hey, you know, your wallet is eligible to claim this free mint. You're one of the lucky people that's eligible for and this. He signed and he was that. like, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. yeah and he signed that be because yeah. he was like, let me just try. He got caught exactly. up in the moment. Yeah. Always take a moment, take a breath, reread it, check the URLs, all that stuff. And personally, I don't keep a MetaMask on my phone unless it's just a hot wallet to mint something while I'm traveling and can't do anything else. I, I don't keep anything in it. If I need to, I transfer for an exchange into that wallet, buy the token, transfer the token out, and that's it. You know, that's like, I never meant anything on my phone. Oh, definitely, man. I mean, it's just, it's, it's tough. Yeah, definitely minting on the phone is always a red flag. You know, wherever you are, it's always just, it's more difficult to verify, I think, on the phone. Well, you can't read it. it. Is. It's small type. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's like you're not taking your time. You're standing in the street corner and there's a cab honking at you or whatever. It's like not the way to be interacting with contracts. And especially if you got unsecured tokens or whatever in there. Yeah, man. I mean, so anybody else have any questions on this? Because as you know, much as it's kind of a bummer to talk about, especially as Bitcoin's starting to rip right now, I think it's important to talk about, right? Like, so I think it's one of those things that as a community, you have to address those types of issues as they happen. Um, you know, and again, like if you see those on the floor, like because there are some solid stonks from them on the floor, I don't think it's one of those things where unfortunately... The unfortunate thing about it is like they are fair game at this point, right? 
you know, but I think the proper etiquette is if you've reached out to the guy and, you know, he does want to buy it back at whatever the floor price is. And it's something that he makes clear now. And that's something that I'm really trying to work with him on is just make clear, hey, here are the ones that I think that I can do sometime soon. I don't think that that's maybe right if he I don't know. There, there becomes like a limit to the you know limitation to the amount of time that you probably can. But it's all up to the person that purchases it at this point, right? Like, yeah, pudgy. You know, it's just pudgy got wrecked about an hour ago. Um, about forty pudgies. Yeah, 49, 49 pudgies no. from an Azuki because the Azuki server got um, hacked. Of the and Discord he, server, he saw something on the Azuki thing, and then yeah, who was but, it? I don't know if it's someone with 49, I should know, but they haven't come out. It might, it might be like uh, just a private wallet of somebody that you do know. Like, yeah, could be, but is this just from clicking links? Strong father. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Same, yeah. It's all fish. It's all fishing. Well, but dude. it's not, no, no, no. Here's the deal. Eighties. It's not just clicking the link, right? Clicking, going to the URL in and of itself. Like that's not going to do, you still have to sign something on your, like with your wallet when you get there. So the people are going down these links. And if the Azuki thing was hacked, most likely Azuki probably had some type of thing on their Discord. They typed out, hey, surprise mint for whoever, you know, the first whatever number of people that do this only available for the next. So like they set a certain sense of urgency that like you have to do this now. Right. And there are a limited number of people, limited number of time. So it creates this sense of urgency. And with that, like, you know, they just play on human emotions at that point. So they get people to sign something that just sounds too good to be true. And it's a lot worse when it comes from something like a hack server that, you know, sounds like this really official channel because it is. Um, but that's why you got to be even mindful with that type of stuff. If you see something in one of your Discord servers that just doesn't seem quite right, like, you know, I'll say this. If Ledger is ever going to have any type of mint again, I get it that the wonky stonks were a stealth launch, free mint, whatever, you know, but like, I just thinking about it, it's not safe to do stealth launches anymore for your community. It just isn't right. Like, so that'll never happen again. We will never do another stealth launch. And I want to make that clear because it's like, if even the idea is out there in people's heads, you might, and something like what just happened to Azuki happens, people are going to chase that down. But I want to make it damn well clear. If you ever see something in the discord or from my account or anything else that says, Hey, surprise, Here's this mint. Like, it is definitely not me. It is definitely not Hondo. It is nothing associated with us. Do not go down that road. Well, we had earlier, um, I think it was like early this morning, thrown in the chat, um, a, a fake ledge art account was trying to uh, get people to to mint uh, a new collection. I think it was, right, Rooster? Yeah, it was, uh, it, it, it was a weird advertisement, too. It was like, there was just an 88, 88 ETH sale, right? <laughs> to celebrate, Fuck. we're minting again. Like, it was fucking stupid. An 88 ETH sale, huh? Like, dude, where where was I seeing that? Bro, you already saw it and um, released something new to mint. Duh. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, again, that's the thing. Like, you can always tell what's sketchy, what's not. Like, we can't harp on security enough in these spaces like i will never get tired of talking through that conversation so yeah man you know hopefully again sucks to have it happen but hopefully this is something that benefits people down the road because you realize like what to watch out for 
Um, and, you know, I mean, this one hits close to home for me because it's the first big hack that we've had within the stomp community that I can think of. Right. So. Yeah, we've had a couple minor ones in the past, but nothing of this magnitude. That was, that was rough, man. Yeah, didn't it get didn't someone get hacked twice? Yeah, Stinky Duck, I think it was. No, not Stinky Duck. Um, it was somebody else. Uh, they like they got hacked, and then bought all their NFT back NFTs back and sent it back to the same compromised wallet, and then got them the same ones jugged again. Yeah, that was Stinky Duck. That was Stinky Duck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh yeah. So <laughs> Actually, yeah. It's so bad too. Oh, dude, that's awful. I, I I remember hearing briefly about that, and it sucks. Like it's, I don't know, man. It's it, it's just tough to see. So you got to be careful, man. Um, I caught it because it was a, a. I saw it listed. It was a, a stonk that got listed that I had gifted him, and it, it's pretty unique stonk. And um, I reached out to him immediately. I'm like, yo, your wallet, what the fuck's going on? Are you selling this? Because I don't think you would. And he ended up getting his whole entire wallet drained, ended up getting his stonks back, or all of his NFTs, a majority. So he bought them all back. He bought them all back and then put them in the same fucking wallet. And not even a couple hours later, I saw the same damn stonk listed again. (laughs) I'm like, what the hell's going on? I felt so bad, man. No, man, that's, oh, that's painful. Hey, but I'm just sitting here, as we're speaking, though, shifting to something fun. Bitcoin's starting to rip. Let's go, baby. Are we going to get a Kaleo share buyback, a stonk buyback program? Like, Kaleo, Kaleo, (laughs) uh, stonk father Hathaway. You have to right after. We'll see, man. We'll see. (laughs) Hey, yeah, I'll do a 5 ETH sweep if you do a 5 ETH sweep, so. Just let me know. I'll let you know when. I'll let you know when. We could, I'm, I'm, you know, here we just a little squeeze higher. Um, And we might be working on making something happen. Let's go. Hey, your your giveaway is doing some numbers too, man. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Do a giveaway. That's what I pinned up top. I meant to bring that up next. So, you know, hey, if you haven't yet, you can like and retweet it. And I, I'm going to go through and just, you know, I don't know. It's going to be tough going through everything with it. But, dude, I, I want to just say I think it speaks to the power of one of the things that we really have that a lot of communities don't is just that reach, man. Like, look at the reach on that. Over half a million impressions. Yeah, that's numbers, baby. That's fucking numbers. (laughs) I miss when the giveaways were like 70 entries. I mean, I still never won one from those random uh, (laughs) ones, even even at like the highest odds. But like, yeah, I mean, you can go ahead, like, and retweet. But like, right now, you got like a point two percent chance to win. (laughs) It's not as good of a chance as you normally have had in the past. I'll say that. Like, it's really not. But, I mean, it's out there. So, anyway, like, I, I mean, I, I looked at it. The Ledger account gained 700 followers from it, like, overnight. I was like, oh, damn, like, it's back above 35K. Um, so, yeah, again, you know, I'm just saying, do people discount the value of having reach like that? Like, 
again, with that, does that necessarily, did that necessarily convert immediately into, a, you know, half a million people going out there and buying a stock? No, but what it does do is it gets exposure. It gets the project in front of, you know, half a million people. And I'm just telling you, like, that's the thing with marketing time. It's just a time process, right? Of slowly getting things in front of people and then just letting everything do the work from there. You know, so yeah, like I was pretty hyped about that. Still am. We just need to make like a a wonky symbol suit, like pinstripe suit, and then have someone wear it at like the Met Gala. <laughs> Dude, I will so rock a, a wonky suit in Vegas. Don't even tempt me. <laughs> a wonky suit in Vegas. That's uh, funny. Bro, I mean, honestly, like, it'd be clean as hell, like, like full black and then just, like, very thin, you know, like, the repeating ledge art logo, like, uh, like, super tiny pinstripes going up so you could only see it's a logo from pretty close. That'd be fire. No, definitely, man. I mean, one day, one day it's going to happen. Well, Bob, whether it's Sotheby's again. Hondo's going to drop a, a, a pinstripe suit in the merch store tomorrow. Watch out. <laughs> you never know with Hondo, man. He might he might be working on it now that you said it. <laughs> hey, I saw, I saw the uh, the drop on the uh, the Apple and the YouTube. That's awesome, man. Um, I was talking Dude, to Hondo. Hondo's been it. killing it. Yeah, he's been killing it, brother. He's really been killing it with that stuff, so... Yeah, you know, if you missed any episode, it makes it a lot easier to go back and listen. You know, especially if you want to go back and, like, find some stuff rather than digging through the Twitter archive tweets. You know, you can just go on there and everything's in one place, right? So, yeah, just makes it a little bit easier. Um, but, yeah, you know, so, yeah, if you haven't checked that out, do it yet. And, again, I, I don't think that it's up yet. Honda, you can send me a message if I'm right or wrong. Um, but we do have new swag that's coming to the merch store as well soon. You got to be on the lookout for it. And dude, I'm just going to say it. I know I hyped up the hoodies the other day, but the hoodies are so dang comfortable. Like I'm wearing those things every day now. Um, Caesar, are we going to get man? the koozies finally in the update? I want yeah, Jesus koozie. Right. The koozie. Bro, okay, here. Maybe. Like, you can talk Fucking to Hondo. I told you the koozies that I had were actually made by my girlfriend, you know, through a third party, whatever. So that's how I ended up getting the koozies. But I mean, you're right. Like, koozies would be something easy that we could probably put in there. I re- also request a, uh, a wonky stonk water bottle for the gym. I'm all about water. So, um, hey, that'd be I, know, I know what the, the trendy, maybe we can get it Stanley wonky stonk. Bottles. I know that's the trendy thing right now, right? Let's do it, baby. Hell yeah. Let's rock and roll. I'll even have the wife go to the gym with one. You just pretty much got to wonkify like every daily um, <laughs> item or article of clothing and just throw it up in the store. We need like 400 options. Caesar, brother, what's up, man? How you doing today? Mr. Edis, Mr. Kaleo, everyone here, friends, very fucking good, man. Another Friday, uh, I finish my tour spaces and then I come here to hang out with you. 
and it's it's always amazing, man. And I just wanted to say, to add to the talk that Kaleo was saying about security, look, it just takes uh, going to ledger.com and you pay around 100 bucks and then you get your ledger delivered. And uh, and people don't do this, man. People, I, I didn't do it for a long time, but you need to fucking get your ledger, man. And some, one of the biggest doubts that people have is that if you lose your ledger, will you lose your crypto? The answer is no, because your ledger is also associated with a seed phrase. So you can always seed phrases are also dangerous, bro. You gotta, you know, seed phrase management's a really important topic too. If you're starting to go yes. down that route, yes. Let's talk about seed phrase management exactly. But I just wanted to point out that it's so easy to get a ledger and then just set it up, send your crypto, uh, and it, and that you, when you like, if you lose your ledger, you don't lose your crypto. Yeah, ledger you doesn't have the stop phrase. you from signing transactions. So that's like the main key. It's, it's all like, about, yeah, it's all about the way that you prop, because still, same thing with like that, right? You know, it, it's about the way that you use whatever. If you use the ledger purely to transfer from hot wallet to cold wallet, hot wallet to cold wallet, that's it, you know, you're going to be safe, right? But if you are using it, never use a ledger to sign a transaction. Exactly. What's your, what's your alpha on uh, seed phrases, uh, securing your seed phrases? Sure, you put it, what, what I do, I, I, Bro, you I know, tell my mom, let, man. Let me tell you, like, there is no perfect answer, but I want to tell you the funniest thing from that I ever heard as far as private key management, that back when I first got involved in crypto in 2017, um, this is what the guy that, like, taught me about it. He worked for Consensus. You know, he was in on the ETH pre-sale, like, freaking loaded from that. Um you know, he was loaded whenever ETH was like, uh, like he quit his job because he was up so much. Whenever ETH broke above $100, he said he was set for the rest of his life. So like, I'm sure he's doing, you know, pretty well right now. Um, this is what he, he told me that he did. He went out in the middle of the desert, you know, where there was no Wi-Fi connection, no anything else, like got some steel plates, you know, and put the <laughs> private key on the steel plates. And then flew to multiple banks around the world and deposited them in safes of multiple banks around the world. So, like, parts of the private key, not the whole thing. So that if you ever needed to, that's how you could access it. So then, Kaleo, <laughs> where are the uh, coordinates in the desert for your sea freight location? Like, uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're buried out there somewhere. See BTC in the stage, and uh, we have money, money rich up here. Real money rich. I love that name. What's up, brother? Hi, everyone. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just eating dinner. <laughs> um, how are we all doing? Thanks for having me up here. Um, it's the first one I've attended. I've been meaning to attend one of these for a while because I used to be. I had a I had a wonky song ages ago. So like, I think right near the start. Um, but I got rid of all my crypto and everything. Like. Uh, a bit ago and then i'm now jumped back in like a couple months back um but i just i just wanted yeah i just wanted to sort of hear hear some uh, a bit about the project you know um chill up here vibe you, you guys are cool uh katie i've been following you for ages so big fan like to listen to you guys talk it's uh yeah i like the vibes here thanks for having me yeah of course man well welcome back um so do you mind asking if i ask kind of the story why you left what brought you back 
I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I um because I I got into crypto, so I got I got into crypto when COVID hit, and I was mm-hmm. deep in trading like shit coins and everything, and I was just trying to flip literally everything. <laughs> um, so at the time, I, I was I went I wasn't like deeply invested into the, you know, I was I was I wasn't really keeping hold of much for long term, um, and now I'm sort of on the scout out now for like longer term projects and um, good communities and stuff like that. I'm, I'm I've kind of changed my mindset on the whole crypto thing and i'm also not actually that big into nfts i'm more into the crypto side so i'm trying to like step into some nft projects uh, that i think could be good for me i got you man um you know it's one of those things i think a lot of people are in that same boat that you know dip their toes in the water after covid what else was there to do that you know kind of stepped away but you know i think that as things get more interesting and, you know, you kind of take a break and see some articles and stuff pop up, you're seeing a lot of those people that were introduced back then starting to gravitate back toward the space. So you're definitely not alone in that. Yeah, uh, 100%. No, it's I mean, good to have you here, man. I, you know, I'm curious, what are, what are the things that you're looking at right now? What have you, you know, kind of, so you said you've been back for two months. Have you just been spending that kind of time kind of researching, getting, because I mean, hey, if you've been back for two months and that's where you bought back in, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, no, I mean, like, all right. So, I mean, I've been, so, so I've, I've had, I've had some, some toes in the water, but um, a lot of my, my capital I took out, um, but I've always been in the space in terms of, like, I've been always been watching and researching and looking at you know, channels and uh, podcasts, all this sort of stuff. I never stopped because I'm really into the the whole crypto scene. So I'd say it's my like hobby now. Like, is there anything I find myself looking at like day to day and and reading up on? Um, but yeah, now I'm I'm doing yeah I'm doing all right now because I did I did sort of DCA um, since uh, yeah probably about the last three or four months to be honest um, approximately. But yeah, it's it's going well. I mean, what are you asking like what what I've bought or yeah, yeah, you know, like, what have you, what have you purchased? What are you getting into? You know, what's your key area of interest? Or are you kind of just exploring everything right now? Um, I've got, a, I mean, there's a couple of things I'm, I'm, um, you know, a couple projects that I like quite a lot. Um, I quite like the music NFT side of things. Um, there's a UK company called uh, Ditto Music, and they, they also now run a, um, a token. They've got their own token, and basically they're, they're going to be able to. I think they're launching the whole thing actually on on February the first. But they've been around for like a year or, or year plus, um, and you're going to be able to basically, or you already have been able to buy um, NFTs or music NFTs of artists and their songs, and then receive the royalties from said songs or um, you know albums and stuff like that. And it's uh, the one of the goals is to get you know supporting the smaller artists and uh, you know people who might have a few hundred fans then their fans can sort of buy their early stuff and support them that way without the need of like record labels so i'm big into like mu- music nfts and stuff like that as well um at the moment but there's yeah there's a few other, other things like storage coins and uh stuff like that i i like as well interesting stuff man so you said did you mint a wonky back in the day or did you you know just purchase one on the secondary <clears throat> no i purchased one um i'm trying to remember what i bought it for but I, i'm pretty sure it was I don't want to get it wrong because I don't want to sound stupid, but I'm pretty sure it was like 0.0 something or other. Like it was pretty low um, at the time, I think. I mean, probably so. You know, there was a long period of time that it was down in that, those levels. 
Yeah, I mean, I wish I'd stayed around, but my at the time, honestly, my mindset was um, all all over the place with just trading like random coins and random bits and bobs and NFTs. I, yeah, it was like the euphoria stage, and I feel like I've uh, learned through that, and now I'm sort of preparing myself for that uh, longer term, sort of the next two years, three years, um, setting myself up now for hopefully, uh, hopefully, if it all goes well, a, a decent uh, run the next few years. Oh, well, best of luck to you, man. You know, we do these spaces every Friday. I mean, heck, I've been hosting spaces every single day, though. Feel free to come in, you know, chat, hang out whenever. You know, it's a open open forum. Um, found that that's the best thing over the year. We've had quite a few people that have gotten involved in the community slowly but surely just from, like, coming up on stage like yourself right now. Um, so, yeah, man, you know, appreciate having you up here. Oh, can I just ask a question as well? Um, yeah, go for it. I mean, I was just wondering uh, if, because obviously it's not really crypto related, this question. It was more going to be about like your um, Twitter presence as, you know, as your project and as yourself. Um, you know, how you guys sort of go about uh, networking and stuff, because I'm trying to build my own. I'm, it's not a project like a, I'm do, I do a podcast. I'm trying to network and build, build out that way. And I just wanted to get your opinion, because obviously you're a, you know, very well known around here so um i thought you'd have some knowledge on that (laughs) i mean for me man a lot of it goes back to just consistency right you know having being authentic and being consistent yeah i mean there are other ways that you can engagement farm that people do um you know if you really want the engagement farming method like you know just literally going to people's accounts that say gm saying gm back and doing it consistently like I've seen a lot of people that have just gained traction and gained some followers just from doing that. Um, I think one thing that is important too is there's so many people with a lot of value, especially when you're first starting off. Like, I don't know, man, spam your feed with a bunch of random accounts. I keep, I, I try to keep mine semi curated <laughs> because I like to scroll through. Have, but you know, when you're first starting off, dude, just follow as many people that are quality accounts as you can. Make those connections um, and get yourself out there because, yeah, you know, like that's that, that's the way to do it. It's just like on a social network, you have to engage. You know, you can't like provide quality content, be authentic, and consistently engage. And you know, before you know it, you'll start to grow a brand. Yeah. What you want to do too is like look at like people that you find like before like that you if you've been here for a while you know like what accounts are kind of quality and just go and check who they're following and just and just spam follow whoever they're following if you have no idea who's quality it's probably like well I mean that's what I did back when I first got onto Twitter um, and and you know you'll start finding like and then your feed will probably get better from that too yeah I just wanted to like. The GM GMs and all that, like um, I did used to do that when I say used to, like I still do it occasionally, but I used to do it a lot, like uh, at the start. And I'm kind of thinking now, like, is it actually quality? It's, I don't, I don't find it always that quality of a of a connection, if you know what I mean. And so I've sort of toned down on it. <laughs> but uh, you need you need those people on your feed because you need to fade those people when things get really frothy. Like you need you need uh, everyone on the spectrum. You need like. Right, right curve people, left curve people, and middle curve people, and you got to find like who are the best indicators for all three, and and follow, and then equally space them out, and and that's probably the best like sentiment analysis you can do. 
I always find that like your intentions as well make a huge difference. Like, what are you intending to do? What are you intending to give out to an audience? What are you intending to build relationships with? And once you do that, you start engaging, like Kaleo said, start replying to people, slide in someone's DM, open up a conversation, a simple how you do it a day, what are you working on will go a long way. And just stay consistent with that. And slowly you'll start cultivating this group around you. And then certain people in that group will introduce you to another group. And then that organic growth will just continue to build, but stay consistent with it. And even if somebody, you know, doesn't give you the attention that you you're looking for, move on. There's a millions of people out here that are willing to share your authenticity. Cause I think that's one of the biggest things that Kaleo touched on is that true self, that authenticity, no matter what you are unique and people will resonate with your uniqueness. Just don't ever lose it. Yeah. Thanks for that guys. I appreciate that. Kevin, what's up, man? Hello, can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Oh, there you go. Hey, so, um, no, I just wanted to jump in. I mean, I've been seeing the wonky songs pumping for weeks now, right? And I, I can't get rid of mine because you sent me the wonky songs. I wanted on a space one week. I was like, man, this is going <laughs> to hold extra value because it says it's, it was sent from Kaleo himself. So I'm like, man, I can't get rid of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a project founder myself. I'm not going to show my project. Um, I mean, I should because you have a huge following. But um, I, I might have to sell it. But I'm like, man. And you know what? At the beginning, I, I wanted to buy more. When you gifted me, I mean, when, when I won it on the spaces, they were pretty low. And I was like, man, these are going to, like, these are the meme from around when when I was around, right? And it's like, this is going to be awesome and get some value. And they finally gained traction at like a weird time. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I know if I saw these are going to pump to like two or three ETH and I'm just not going to. So I'm, I'm going to do what he doesn't even realize he has the most valuable one in the collection. One from Kaleo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my brother in Christ, Kaleo keeps a spreadsheet on every piece that he's ever gifted. And he's waiting, man, that, that, that price is going to go through the roof. So be careful. <laughs> well, it's like about provenance or like, I, I'm always thinking, man, like if I owned an NFT that a certain celebrity had, I think that should be worth more. Right. And like Kaleo's a pretty big guy. So I, I mean, people that are looking through that, those like, kinds of receipts in history maybe they'll find more value in it i don't know <laughs> so yeah you're at like one of like 150 right now um so there's pretty much been 150 kaleo signatures on the stonks well that have you know been handed out as gifts yeah um, they've been handed out as gifts so uh yeah man like I, I i do wonder we've talked about that before in this space when that'll become more of a thing because right now you know we have talked about the potential of that transaction history and who owned it having significance and yeah i i do think there's a possibility for that really having an arc and being something that people pay more attention to down the line especially in historical collections right and i i think that's one of the things that when you're looking at everything again going back to that tweet pinned at the top like that's what the stonks are like they are a historical collection at this point i know it's only been you know 15 nearly 16 months but like you know in the nft space that's a good amount of time 
and uh, there are a ton of projects out there that were released a lot later than the stocks um, that just I, I feel like don't have the same uniqueness stocks do. And by the way, this was an Easter gift, so I won it during Easter. On one of these spaces, on one of these Fridays, you know, if it was an Easter gift, it was probably, you know, a, a month and a half into it. There you go. So like probably space number six or something that you hopped up, got on here and <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, it, it, like, as you can see, we haven't gone away since Easter. Didn't matter what the floor was or anything like that through the process. It just is a, you know, it's always been a slow grind, man. Like that's, you know, that's my belief with everything with this is that if you just continue to show up, slowly grind and like slowly work, um, that that consistency does pay off, especially whenever you've got something, you know, that I think is as high quality and unique as the stocks. Like, I think it's just a matter of time still when I'm looking at it and looking at where we're heading, I, I still see it as super early, man. Like, you know, I, the stocks are something that would, yeah, I'm passionate about. I'm not leaving this space. And, you know, so like I'm looking at it, it's, it's not just about the next few months, you know, it's, years and years down the road that I really picture, you know, where this collection is going and, you know, where it'll be cemented. I love it. And and to me, it's like, it makes me feel something where it's like, I was being an ape and doing the whole AMC thing, right. And GameStop and that whole debacle and getting into NFTs. And like, it just makes me, it's like, it's kind of like a nostalgic feel to be the beginning of what all that weirdness happening, right. With all these stocks. And it's like, it's, it's awesome. And, um, and yeah, it's a historical piece for me, at least. Bro, that's part of the vision of it, right? You know, why it was released the way it was, because if you look at it, it was after, like, 2021 was the year of the meme stock, right? The year of the meme stock, the year crypto went crazy, the year of all that. It's so, like, what better way to memorialize that than the stonks, right? I think it kind of captures the heart of that trading phenomenon, that onboarded so many people both into this space and into trading in general. So, you know, looking at that, like that was a real part of the inspiration behind the collection in the first place. And it also makes me think of your crazy ass tweets where like you're betting millions of dollars on these swings. I'm like, oh my God, this guy. And then it didn't work out in your favor. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah man i mean yeah it's like i said it's got a lot of I, I think a lot of things that stick out that really add to the significance of the history behind it and there's slowly people that are coming along that you're seeing over the course of especially the past few weeks like price going up does a funny thing i don't really care about where the price is because again you know we were here like when you won, man, it was down at like 0.05 ETH, right? Like, exactly. And we continue to show up, right? Like, so regardless of where it is, we're going to be here. But I think as a byproduct of that, you know, you have seen things like the floor slowly start to climb and stuff like that. But, you know, there are so many people that I think have just heard about it over time that as price does go up, it does become more interesting to look at. I don't know why, right? Like, I don't get what it is that, for people, when they see something under 0.1 ETH, they're like, oh, that's a bit too risky. It could easily go to zero. But when it's above a certain price, now you're like, oh, above a quarter ETH. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like, that's tempting now. 
right? Then all of a sudden he gets to one ETH and it's like, oh man, like, whew, I've missed that. Like, yeah, could I have bought 20 of these a year ago? Yep. But like, you know, hey, it's not going to go anywhere now. So like, let me spend one ETH on one, right? Like, it, it's just a, it's a funny thing the way the human mind works in that aspect. But it's the same thing with a bunch of, you know, hedge fund managers, VCs with the way, like what they're allowed to invest in and what they're not. You know, some people just aren't allowed to invest in riskier products. So, you know, and I, I'm not even using like NFTs are a parallel to this, not necessarily the main point of it, but like whether that's a company or, you know, a coin, a project, whatever else that it is, you know, same type of thing does apply in the NFT space where, you know, people use that same mindset and approach. People are attracted to cultures, right? Throughout history. It's like the next upcoming culture, you want to be a part of it, or you're navigating through life and you're trying to find that tribe, that, that group that, that you resonate with. And if you see a group of small group of people and they start creating a culture around a specific idea, um, that, that resonates deeply with people and, 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 and people want to cultivate that culture a little bit more and they want to be involved with that culture and to see where that culture will take them. And, and this is a culture that we have developed organically. And it's a beautiful culture, man. No, it definitely is. Um, so yeah, Kevin, you know, love having a couple of new faces up here. BTC Art, good to have you. Another day, another space. Welcome back, my man. How are you doing? You know, man? Hey, hey. I'm just listening. It's a it's a little loud where I am. Can you guys hear me? That's a little loud, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can hear you, man. Right on, right on. I'm just enjoying it. I just want to send uh, love and light always. And thanks for coming up the grind, Leo, Captain in the ship. Super grateful. Everything's kind of awesome sauce now. And I hope you guys are having a crispy day. Peace. Well, I appreciate that, sir. Hey, so something else I wanted to touch on real quick that I meant to a minute ago, got distracted. Uh, I pinned it up at the top because I forget, I think it was money, you know, just talking about making connections, this, that, and the other. Okay, there's an example of two people. And like, if you go through their accounts, you can tell they have no other content other than basically who's active right now. Only real legends reply to this. This account follows like 20,000 legends. Are you one of them? What? Shill the moon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just know, I wouldn't know. I have them all muted, so I wouldn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, I see a bunch of mutuals that follow these accounts, and like they popped up, bought their followers, then start doing these engagement baiting tactics. And you, as you can see on the, you know, the thread from Zach, like, these are the same guys scamming you. Um, I mean, heck, shout out. Yeah, so they, they, bought, <clears throat> they bought accounts from people, like, or they bought access to it, like, not the account. So, like, the dude, like, actually does have, you know, a mutant PFP is, you know, part of the reason how they get to trick people. And then, um, yeah, so, it, like, it looks more legit. But, yeah, they, bought, they buy the followers and, you know, buy the use of the account. And then I think one of the guys is, like, um making 20 percent off every sale or whatever from one of the one of the accounts like all the rugs he's making 20 percent off of 
yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, dude, it's sad. <laughs> um, Rooster, how were the Fat Nuts rug? Tell me about that because, I mean, it says it was a rug. I'm, I'm just curious. I know you said one day they went to zero. Like, what happened with that? What was the story? Bro, I, I honestly have no idea. Like, I knew they were going to zero before I even minted them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that you know so like so like some things are not really that hard to tell like uh, like i mean if you ever believed like fat nuts was gonna have any lasting power like just because you missed out on like you know the meme of feet pics like s- stop chasing the market right uh, like you're really just like gambling and like hoping and praying right like i'm not saying you necessarily deserve to get wrecked but it's kind of expected at that point um but yeah, I, I honestly have not. I mean, like, I think everybody knew they were going to rug, and then so the, the rug just, like, happened, I guess. I don't know. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. So, yeah. But, I mean, that was an example of one of the projects that I remember hearing about, and I, I didn't know they were associated with it, but makes sense. Yeah, I had no idea they were associated with it either, to be honest. Uh, I don't even remember where I heard about the Fat Nuts first. Maybe. <laughs> I got that from PP. That was the only play I got rugged on. So I lost like two weeks because I went and not. I, I thought it was going to be. It was going to send a lot further before it went to zero, but RIP. Oh, it actually did have like the tiniest bit of momentum, but then they made, you know, stupid announcements, obviously, because it was the rug. Um,. Okay, yeah, so what were the stupid announcements? Like, that's what I'm curious on. What was the death nail type of thing? So they were, like, doing some type, like, they did, like, immediately announce some type of airdrop of, like, (laughs) cum or (laughs) some stupid shit. And uh, and then, yeah, there's, like, I don't know, you can, then you could claim, like, another NFT or something, and then. Yeah, I don't know. They're, oh, they said like it was going to be like a free airdrop, and then they were like trying to like charge you. You only got one free of the new NFT or some shit. Yeah, it was dumb. I was out by that point, anyways. Like everybody knew the play was to like get out hours before the airdrop. Yeah, it was just a race. Yeah, it was a hot potato game. No, but I mean, you can go to those accounts and you'll see people that you recognize following them. Point being, like, the engagement baiting works, but you've just got to be careful of that type of stuff if you're getting back in the game because, like, the people that are doing that, that's all that they're doing, you know, they've usually got some selfish agenda behind it and they they want to use you for exit liquidity on one thing or another. Um, money, what's up? Y'all feel free to chime in at whatever. Like, I, you know, I, I keep saying this, but I do not need to guide every single thing with the guy. Like, these Friday spaces especially, just let them roll. Let them roll, man. I'm, I was just so used to put my hand up in these things. I was like, I don't want to interrupt. And, and then you interrupt and someone speaks at the same time. And it's all awkward. Um, but now nah, I, I was going to say about, like, all these all these sort of engagement posts and that and the people that do them and, like, shit, shit and villain and stuff like that. I see it all the time. But I, I don't actually get, well, like, what what do you actually gain apart from the number of followers? Like, is it is it to reach an end goal to effectively, like, these guys are scamming, obviously. But no, yeah, they're, they're extracting liquidity from the market, even if it's not necessarily, like, you know, like a, like a wallet drainer or anything. They're... 
just d- dumping you know minuscule mints that are like you know between like six and ten dollars but like multiplied by thousands yeah. you know, you're, I got followed in. by that guy as well and I was like I did I did wonder I was like I feel like he's been everywhere recently I guess that's why yeah, yeah I mean like the the scammers that are doing it are spending you know 20 hours a day scamming people for like months and months like their their thought process is different like uh, sometimes you know it, it might catch you off guard um because you know you just don't think like they do right they they have their minds wired now to like only think and like how to scam people so these scams are getting like super intricate and what how you know with things getting better you know people will probably start utilizing ai technology for scams now like you know you just get if for the most part if something sounds too good to be true just like stay away from it right you're not gonna have just like a million dollars fall in your lap as much as everybody wants that to happen narcissism it's like lack of empathy just pure greed that's all it is i feel like scammers come in both forms you have like the obvious dumb ones like the ones you mentioned and then you have like like people like sam right where it's like if you look at every if you study like scams and like ponzi's and shit it's always like someone you think is a gigabrain and you can't comprehend how they're that smart or it's or it's just like obvious snake oil dumbass salesman, um, and and then you like that's why you gotta like gravitate and it's like emotional intelligence and it's stuff you like either you have or you don't, um, and and it's like the people like the too good to be true like, you know what I mean? It's like the people like that haven't had like expe- set expectations and like it's like they just haven't realized or something they like they live in it's like maybe like a little. I don't want to say delusional, but you know what I mean? It's like, you're not going to get free shit handed to you. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I grew up in New York where I'm like, I'm not falling for this dumb shit, you know? I, and I think that's why I've, I've like navigated well. But like, if you're looking at, the, there's always a commonality with these ponzi with these fucking grifters. It's, it, like I said, it's just one or the other and they're on both ends of the curve. Um, and you just have to know how to read between the lines. And I think there's like red flags for all that stuff. Um, you just have to kind of like see like what the commonalities are, and if it's like you know if you, if you can't understand it, it's probably a Ponzi. Um, and if if the guys if they're like you know in your face all the time and they're like doing all that dumb shit, it's probably a if Ponzi. it's called a Ponzi, it's probably a Ponzi. If it's called Ponzi, yeah. it's definitely a Ponzi. <laughs> but but you know like we do that to have fun. Like we know it's obviously dog shit, but um, yeah, that, that's that's all I have to say. And there's a level to it too where people are vulnerable and you know, scammers or people that have ill intentions, that's the prey. And they always feel it with human emotion. They hit you with uh, who's active right now. It's like if you're a new person in here and you're trying to make friends and you're trying to do something, oh, I'm going to go, you know, interact with this because I want to feel relevant. I want to feel part of this tribe. I want to feel part of this big community. And, and, it's unfortunate, but we as a community and as multiple communities out there talk about, you know, ways to navigate this. It's imperative that we, you know, build that resilience and that shield around us, not to play into the emotional side that we may be susceptible to. I just want to quickly say um, that I'm hopping off now, guys, as well. I just wanted to thank you for for being so kind and uh, hopefully I'll jump on some more of these as well. Sorry to just interrupt that. I just didn't want to dip out without saying goodbye. No, man, you're good vibes, money rich. Have a blessed day, brother.
Yeah, you too, you too. See you all. What's up, Caesar? Uh, <clears throat> I just want to announce that very soon I'm going to make an announcement because uh, I was waiting for some fucking payment, man, because I I didn't receive payment for like a couple of months, like since back in late October. But now I got some money again. So I'm going to do oh, a thing. You're going to fuck up the forces? I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to do a thing. So just making a... It's an announcement, announcement of an yeah. announcement, guys. Exactly. Exactly. That was everything I wanted to say. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Love it, man. Rooster, what you got going on this weekend, brother? You working? You going to the mountain? Yeah, working. I got Sunday off. Um, nice. I don't typically go to the mountain on the weekend, so it's just like hella busy, and I'm just like not a fan of big crowds of people, um, typically. Uh, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Had a nice, uh, you know, girlfriend day yesterday. Um so yeah, I don't know what I got in the books yet. What about you, man? Are you going to uh, a new property you got? No, I'm uh, actually going to Texas. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally yeah, yeah. seen my stepdad. I hadn't seen him in a while, and uh, he actually just got out of the hospital. Nothing too serious, but I just wanted to take the opportunity to see him. And it's been like eight months, so um, I'm gonna go out there, hang out for the weekend. I'll be back Monday though. Caesar, man. You don't have to raise your hand, brother. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I would not raise my hand all the time that I want to talk. But I just wanted to say that uh, another part of the decision is because I'm buying a new phone, man. So I, I'm like, fuck, I, if I'm buying a new fucking asset that is obviously not going to appreciate in value, I need to fucking buy something. Do you get my point? Like, I do one purchase of this kind, then I need to fucking do another purchase to compensate. So that was another extension from the previous announcement. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Love to hear it, my man. Love to hear it. Um, Pick God, what do you have going on today? Bro, I'm just chilling at work. No, no one's really here in the office. I just got to hang out here for a little bit. <laughs> my phone was about to die, so I'm, I just got you guys on speaker for the office. Um. I mean, I'm in Philly, man, so I'm about to go out uh, and enjoy the NFC Championship game. Hopefully my uh, birds can get a dub here, you know, run it back turbo like 2018. Um, I, I see, I don't know how to pronounce your name, Zatani? Is that how you say it? Welcome to the Yeah, Zatani. What's All up? right, cool. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Enjoy the vibes. Yeah, I saw Bogfather in here, so I joined, as, as I tend to do when I see him. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Not much. I'm wage cucking right now. It's busy season, so I'm doing boring accounting things. But, yeah, there's, there's nothing else going on. I just want the penguins to go up so I can start shitposting. And, I mean, I, I, I actually, like... I, I'm going to go against my advice, but this cycle I'm definitely quitting my job because I'll be comfy enough to where I'll be good. But um, I thought they did go up. I remember I was looking at my penguins. I was like, damn. 
they're going up, but some guy got hacked. He lost like forty nine penguins. Hopefully they don't they all don't get dumped. But I don't know what's going on. I think he reported them as suspicious, but I don't think that really matters. You sell them on like X two Y two or something. Oh, some shit, the, dude. Some of those exchanges got to like. Well, actually, it's tough though because then the the buyer gets screwed over. Um, you know, so it's there's no really good way to deal with that. But um, I don't know. There's there's a. I think Luca said like there's a lot of news coming out over the next week or two. So hopefully it'll be Peng season again. But, and you can change back to Detective Plunger. Wait, so, no, I can't because Twitter gets rid of your. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot. I, yeah, last week I, I was into those feed picks and I changed my name to the Crockfather. I couldn't change it back for two weeks. Yeah, that shit took, took, took a long time. Yeah, but wait, was... so, so the penguin thing, what? This is like, this is news? I'm like no. No, I'm not on Twitter. Oh no! You I, know, I don't know the, what's going on. No, the Azuki, <laughs> I don't know. The, the Azuki Discord got hacked like an hour or two ago, and some guy lost like forty nine penguins because he Man, clicked on. That sucks, dude. Yeah, he clicked on a free feed picks link in the Azuki Discord and got rugged. That's how they get you. Wait, it was actually a feed picks link. No, 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 no. Okay, no, I was no, no, no. <laughs> If that happened, it's like you kind of deserve it, dog. If it's people, <laughs> it's like, yeah, let me. Oh man, but yeah, I don't think he was at you know that that was the case. But still, it's it's brutal. Um, but hopefully, someone. I mean, someone's gonna come in and and like destroy the floor because like we're we're almost there. Like we're so close to. I mean, ETH is probably just gonna get there on its own. Hopefully, we we don't drift anymore. And I think if ETH goes over two K. Things are going to get very fun very fast. So for for pretty much everything, it's going to get really frothy. But... Dude, I'm chilling. I I sold at the top and I bought when everything was really low. So I'm not even looking at it, dude. I'm not even. Well, okay, I looked at it. Looked at it a couple days ago. That felt good, but I'm not touching it. I mean, I have nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean that's really kind of where I'm at too. Like I have a bag. I'm just. A, a no touch bag where I'm like fuck it, but I, you got to get a stonk for the culture though, Sintani. What gotta, what is a stonk? I I've been listening. It's, yeah, it's these. It's uh, Kaleo's project. It came out in like October twenty one, and um, we're coming back. We're coming back strong. So, Let me get a stonk. Where do I get stonk. one? Well, on on any uh, exchange, NFT exchange, you know, near you. So. Um, you can, it's probably cheapest on Blur. You you can aggregate. They aggregate like everything. So they're at point like three four. But they're gonna like they're gonna. I mean, if you're asking me personally, not financial advice. These are gonna ten x at uh, once. And if once CT realizes like you know NFTs are the future, it's gonna click very soon. Let me get a stonk. Like, where the where's the I'm clicking on your uh on uh, I don't know if he's here, Calio's uh profile. Uh, see oh, you want to go to the ledge art, the one the host? Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, that's like the that's the, the Twitter account for the project. <laughs> yeah, if if uh Bogfather tells me to buy, I buy. 
I, uh, that's all I need to know. I have to start yeah. watching out because, like, I've been like showing a lot of DGen shit the last. But this is actually no. Like, I ha- I have 180 of these things, and I'm not selling anytime soon. So, this this is something I can confidently show to people. Yeah, but... he's creeping up on you, Kaleo. I mean, to be <laughs> honest, man. though, like, even if it went to Z, I I wouldn't care. Like, my the NFTs I buy, I never have like. You know, I don't have any expectation. I already have my bag, you know? Yeah. No, but I'm just and saying. Then I, like, and I have my play bag. No, but, you know, like, I've been tweeting out recently, and I almost have 10K followers now, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't be tweeting like I used to tweet. It's, like, hitting me where I'm like, I can't tell people to buy feet pics and fucking Ponzi and, you know, like, fat nuts and shit. Like, it, I'm going to – everyone's going to hate me real soon. So I have to – I'm just going to do it, like, quietly and just meme about it. Well, you can't even meme about it. That's, like, the, the best part of it, right? Like, just, like, hey, look, I bought a bunch of this dumb shit, but I don't know. It's Then it's, like, that's the thing about NFTs. Like, no one's going to figure it out. Like, it's, like, a, a tough, like, middle ground where it's, like, how are people going to find out about the project without, like – like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, you bought up all those and then you sold them. I'm like, yeah, I trade this shit, dog. <laughs> like, I'm, what, I'm not going to hold fat nuts. I mean, I got rugged on fat nuts, but I'm talking about, like, feed picks and other things. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I bought them early. I, like, and I did tweet about certain things early, too. So it's like, if I do tweet about it, I feel like it's early enough and then I start memeing about it. But it's it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's going to get crazy, too, like, when the cycle starts and, like, Anyone with a stonk or a penguin, like, you're just going to be like, oh, like, you have a stonk, you have a penguin, and you're just, like, it's basically how the apes got, like, huge accounts. It's going to be, like, interesting to see, and we're all going to get copy traded. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be really it, – it, 2024 is going to be a very weird year, honestly, so – but I got, no, I got that's see. that's real. I people people have been offering me money to shill projects that I don't know shit about for well since CT started. Even before NFT even before NFTs. Like people in my DMs being like, I will give you a couple thousand dollars to shill this thing. I'm like, what any, is like, I don't know what this thing is. Huh? Are there any projects that you're willing to like maybe say like some of the ones that are maybe not around anymore? Or I'm just curious. Uh, oh, oh who who met the one I'm thinking of right now, it was some Australian uh I think he's still like a big uh influencer. I don't know if his project was like bullshit or not, but I just thought it was weird. Cause it's like, yeah, I don't I don't know you. I don't know your project. Where are you at? I mean, I get that's like people's people get paid for it and stuff, but I feel like that doesn't make any sense. I don't trust that someone someone's offering you a bunch of money to shill a project. They don't know you. <laughs> what? I don't know. Yeah, it's like how, how do they have all that capital to put into paying the influencers when the project hasn't even launched yet? Like, what's your real intention with it? It's just, yeah, it's just right. fishy, dude. Like, if I yeah, didn't have anything to do with making your project, I don't know shit about your project. Why are you asking? I don't know. I mean, I get that that that's like influencer culture, but it's just bizarre as someone that's like not an I mean, influencer. It's like yeah. bizarre looking at it now yeah i just got like a sponsorship from like this zk casino but like it's just like it's for dgens i mean it's just like gambling and whatever but i'm like all right like i i like did it for a little bit i'm like all right i'll i'll 
<laughs> I'll take the sponsorship. Like I'm just, and I feel like if I'm going to tweet it, like I've just been tweeting like a chart a day. And I'm like, if I give someone like some kind of content to shill a ref link down their throat, it's like a fair trade. <laughs> I don't know, but it's not like a project. It's not like an NFT. I wouldn't like shill an NFT project. I mean, I, and I was working with the Digi Penguins too, but they've been around, they were building when like no one, when the penguins were dead. So it's like, things like that where it's like okay like the i know like what their intentions are or if it's like something that's not like a complete rug you know or it, it i don't know but i can see if like, you're like passionate about a project like you know the people you've been working with them or not even working with them just vibe in the community and take for instance any pfp project that's a very well-known top five uh some of the community members have you know gone above and beyond and i think it's acceptable to accept some gratitude from the project and your efforts at that level yeah the the only i think the only project that i'd be interested in being involved in is the penguins just because they've been around so long and they they're also i mean the community is just like dope dude so like I trust them. But anything else, man, it's like, it's not hate. It's just like, I don't have the time to sit and research all these, you know? Well, that that's what you got to take into consideration. Like, what's your time and energy? Like, that you're willing yeah. to get out into something else that you're maybe not as 100% passionate about, about some of your other endeavors, but it's always that time and energy, so. When you think about it, being an influencer is a really scary job because even if you are doing your own research, I mean, like, it is very, very probable that if someone, if something's a scam, that you'll also be scammed into believing that it's legit. You know what I mean? Oh, like, oh, yeah. it, the idea of being an influencer and making that's a that's a that's a scary you're walking a tightrope there because you have no idea what's going to come in the future. Well, you're always on, and that's your you're name, always... that's your brand, that's your reputation on the line. Exactly, exactly, your reputation. You always have to be on with that reputation, and if you're not, if you're doing ill intentions out there, or not even sometimes realizing that the speed at which you're approaching the space and the information that you're getting within every moment is dictating maybe a different way for you to look at something too. So always have your wits about you. Yeah. You know, and, and like I learned even from FTX, right. Where FTX, like I, I thought was the safest thing in the industry. Right. And like I used it a ton and it was one of those things, like I'm not going to shill something that I, you know, like, don't use and try out whatever myself and you know like I, I think that is the perfect example that it's it's tough it's dangerous um you know like there's nothing that's perfect so you always got to pretty much have a contingency plan or at least if something does go unexpected handle it the, the best way you can and, and and try not to have your entire life put into one hole right No, All exactly, right. man. I got a wonky stonk. What is it? Wonky, wonky stonk? Let's fucking go! Which one did you get? I also got mine. I also got mine. Which one did you it's get? It's pink. Go. It's a pink wonky stonk. 
Oh my love god. Love to hear it, love to see it. Can someone do a mashup for uh with Zintani's little pudgy? Which which little pudgy do you like more again? It's not not Detective Plunger, right? Was it, is oh it no, no 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 no! I love them equally, but um, if like I gotta to give it to De- uh, Detective Plunger is a star, and, and you know albino the albino juice box. She's she's great, but Detective Plunger is a star. I mean, there's no doubt about it. All right. But well, I, I love them equally. I have other I have other penguins. I do not love them. I, I my big penguin, I I'm so I'm a bad mom. I mean I don't don't love him. And I don't love my other little pudgies either. That's just the truth. I mean You mind sharing the story behind them? Because it sounds like each one does have a story. Um I don't know. Like Detective Plunger. I when mean, did the, the name the, Detective Plunger first come come to pass. Well, look at him. Can you see my banner? He's on the case. He's on the case for sure. I don't know what case he's solving, but I know he's solving a case. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's. It's got to be like you know somewhere tropical, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what we've deduced is this is on a beach. He's a detective on a beach with a plunger. That's all I know. I don't know. Sometimes that's all you need to know. I mean, I do exactly. If you just look at him, that's all I need. The dude's going to be big though. I can tell. He's a he's Yeah, a star. he's got that that star power. I mean, Detective Plunger, that's like a great children's book. Like a, a, a penguin detective with a plunger on his head, like solving like crimes. They have to be like like chill crimes. Like they can't be like felonies. It has to be like misdemeanors, you know, maybe maybe an episode about like, like you know, like a, spreading a good message. Like, hey, stop. Who stop clogged doing the it. toilet? Stop. <laughs> Who did it? <laughs> You gotta, you gotta bring that up to. You gotta, you gotta bring that up to the. Do collab with Charmin. I actually, yeah, I, I messaged Lucas about that because I missed the deadline for the the toys, and I messaged him. And I was like, "This is this is an atrocity against mankind. Like, my little pudgy has to be a toy." He said, "He said he got me." So, I don't know. We'll see. Quick side note: Does anyone know um, how to cancel bids on Blur? I know how to do it. I I, I thought I knew how to do it, but now I can't find. Yeah, it. just go to your profile and then click on bids, okay. and then click the X on the right. Yeah, I've accidentally been skunked by Blur Blur bids. I forgot to cancel, and then like you know, weeks later, added ETH to the pool, and then it's like way higher, so someone accepts it. Yeah, yeah been... <laughs> that's what I'm trying not to do. I'm trying to bid, but I have bids that were higher, and I'm like, I almost forgot about it, and I had to like withdraw them real quick. But yeah, it's it's annoying. Yeah, go um, to your profile and then click the bids, and you should be able to close them. Uh, so who's selling with 35 stocks? You're selling one at at the floor. Come on, probably David. 
Is it David? Let's see. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's all good. I mean, there's a diff. Like, there's no issue selling one stonk at the floor. You know, like let people take some take some profits, and you know, it's it's all good. Uh, I thought I I thought like. I don't know. I was going to say, I thought with all my buys, I would do some more damage, but they listed them back. I'm going to have to let them list you know, again. I'm telling you what, what the what the pain is, was the, the freaking hack, man. <laughs> the hack, like, because it just makes it so tough when you, like, there's some really quality stonks still in that group of, you know, but when people see the band on OpenSea banner, like, they're just hesitant to do it. So then, like, that messes with the perception of where the floor is right so it just becomes like this mental barrier that's difficult to break through so and like i think it's it'll happen right but it's just a matter of i think that's one of the things that you know happened yesterday right at the moment that like (laughs) right after you did that there was a lot of momentum you know 20 freaking amazing stunks got stolen and floored and you know they've got that again that little logo that you can't buy on OpenSea. just dude it really messes with the mind even though i don't really see why it's as important these days because you know there is so much liquidity on blur and some of these other things that like or you know there's enough volume on there that like i don't really see it as much of an issue Yeah, it's not. Um, I feel like maybe it's just uh, things like look like they're just slow today for whatever reason. Um, I think BTC needs to make its move. I think I think we're like it's like about to do like a spirit bomb thing. It's just like gathering the energy from from everything else, and it's just about to send because like ETH BTC does look like crap right now. Oh yeah, ETH BTC looks like crap. But I mean, dude, they're like they're just some crazy, crazy wicks right now that you're seeing left and right on the BTC chart. Like I think it, it's all just a matter of like shaking, shaking positions out before the next like major move higher. Oh man, you think I, I, I honestly like everything happens so quickly. Like I, I'm having a feeling it'll be either next next week or the week after that because I just don't see it. Like I mean. I don't know if it'll just keep consolidating and like, it, it doesn't make sense at this point. It's gotta be within the next week, man. Like looking at how drawn out this range is versus what, like it's going to be within the next week. I am fully confident of that. Like either a, you know what we all expect where it's going to resolve higher or B it's going to freaking pump fake everybody and nuke back down. It's going to do one or the other in the next week. I, I really think like I'm betting on the first, um, but the range, the little mini thing that we're in right now, it's not going to last that much longer. Volatility is imminent. Hey, brother, I think I'm going to head out of here. Um, hope you guys enjoy the weekend. Much love. Many blessings. Appreciate it. Hey, I just want to give a shout out real quick to Captain also for um you know securing those two grail stonks that were stolen and getting them back to um the original owner that was a chad move a lot of people wouldn't have done that um so i'm just super glad that those weren't like 
you know, floored on blur or something like that, because I guarantee you the wallets with bids accepting it wouldn't have had the same type of, you know, generosity that you did, you know, just doing the right thing there, man. So shout out. That was awesome of you. But yeah, man, I mean, that's what this community is made of. Just a bunch of people that have that same type of approach with everything. So, um, you know, it is like, it's not something new. It's something that every time I see it feels amazing to watch happen, but it's definitely not something new watching anybody have that type of generosity within the community. Um, That's what makes this community awesome, honestly, you know, it's, really really nice to see yeah i mean you don't you don't even see that everyone's like i mean for every grifter you have like you have someone out there that's doing something good so hopefully it evens out (laughs) yeah man i mean dude i i saw a thread where actually it wasn't a thread it was in the space that we were talking about the other day i mean it's like literally us versus like the north koreans already World War Three in Web Three, where they've got their people with freaking armies of um, armies of individuals out there trying to hack and come after your stuff, creating these schemes. Just got to be careful. Um, but yeah, you know, thankfully there are you know some good people out there that are doing the exact opposite, trying to fight it off, trying to do the right thing. So. You know, I do think that you got a little bit of a net neutral. And I think, you know, as much as the bad things hurt, I, I think like it's the good things that give enough hope that, um, you know, help push through and continue to progress regardless. Um, Crow, welcome up to the stage, man. I don't think you've had the chance to speak since you've been up here. What's going on? Hey, I um, hope everybody's having a great Friday. I have a, a question for you. I, I typed it in the chat GPT, wonky stonks. I'm curious, uh, in your words, where the name came from and how you came to that. Um, you know, I won't lie. Hondo thought up of it, and I was like, it's perfect. So um, I think the way he thought of it was, you know, the charts were, you know, like stonks. And stonks was kind of the meme word for, you know, 2021 as far as a bunch of the AMC, GME, et cetera. You know, that brought people into the trading game. Um, and then wonky, I mean, just, you know, at, because at the end of the day, like as much as it, it is about the art, like it's also about the meme of, you know, the JPEG of a stonk and the JPEG of a chart being, you know, more attractive and a bigger flex than any, you know, owning any real stock itself. I think that's like part of the vision going into the project as well. Yeah, that's essentially what it said, uh, as a meme from like the Reddit crowd and the AMC and all. Um, memes for the win. Memes are winning right now. We're on the right side. That's it, bro. I mean, it's fine art, but it's also a meme. It's a great combination. You know, and that's the funny thing, too. Whenever I shared this with a friend of mine on the CTC side of things back in, uh, you know, September 21, when we were going through different renditions. He was like, yeah, you know, don't really see this one. He he had feedback from his person that worked for him, his intern that did a bunch of studying stuff. And the intern gave a bunch of notes. One of the notes was, I don't, it was basically just a list of like 20 reasons why this project will never succeed. Um, and one of them was it had zero memeability. 
So, you know, when I read things like that, like it does give me a little bit more, even 16 months later, a little bit more of a fire under my, you know, just fire under my ass where I'm like, you want to prove those type of comments wrong. And I mean, I think that we have, but we've got a long ways to go before I really want, you know, just to be able to sit back and share something like that and say, Hey, you know, this is what they said. And like, this is what happened. This is what we saw through. Good. You still have that list. That was my next question. If you want to show it to all of us, but whenever you're ready, well, I'm not going to show the screenshot quite yet. Maybe I will one day. Let me see. I'm, I might be able to read some of it if I can find it. I don't know. Maybe it's not there anymore. Add a little uh, fuel to the fire. Okay. So let's see. Uh, dude, it's got to be in here somewhere, unless he deleted it. He might have deleted it, man. I, I guess maybe you can... Oh, no, here it is. Uh, he said, I got some honest feedback, so I don't know NFT game at all yet, so I put my researcher on it. This is what he said. Um, didn't say it came from you, so it's kind of funny reading, but also the honesty might be good. Um, let's see. I usually judge NFTs by a few criteria, memeability, identity, community, shareability, and relatability. That's in addition to quality of art, uniqueness, mint price, and target audience. Right now, it looks like there is no community for this. Opening a mint with no audience is like shouting into the void. If no one returns the call, it's in vain. Every successful project I've seen has sold out their mint within hours at the absolute most, but minutes for the best and often in seconds for what have gone on to become blue chips. That's of course because of the community and hype built in advance. NFT success is fully a function of community and community is materialized as product of the factors I noted above. So if we accept that it has no community for the moment, I'd ask one, do the creators have the capability and know-how to build a rapid culty community? Two, is the art relatable to anyone and everyone Rappers, moms, collectors, investors, teens on TikTok. Three, is it visually striking and singular? Would you know what it is by the name at a glance? For me, the answers are looking like one, no, two, no, and three, no. I'd personally pass. This is akin to Fract, which is generative and arguably more visually striking, but down 80% plus from its highs because it just isn't memeable. Artblock stu stuff is all super memeable. As, of course, RPFP projects, Rainbow Squiggles or Digital 2D Pet Rock for a million dollars. Instead, instant headlines globally. Gray stock chart? Eh. So anyway, yeah, like, you know, he went through and, like, that was the majority of the feedback. So it's, it's funny looking back on it. And yeah, that is a it. hilarious take. I was I was laughing over here whenever you were reading, especially when you're like one no, two no, three no. <laughs> I was cracking up. Well, and I get it a little bit too, especially if he didn't share the you know who was behind it, whatever else. I mean, yeah, like that was the thing about doing a stealth launch. There wasn't any of the hype in advance, but. Yeah, man. You know, so there, I, I've got some other notes of things along those lines that, like, I still sit back and read sometimes just as a little bit more inspiration to keep the wheels churning. 
Because, dude, like, think about whenever punks started taking off. Whoever thought that punks were good art at the time? Like, you know, it, everybody laughed their asses off the idea of the punks. And then eventually everybody's like, man, it's the most classic look out there. Like, they're just visually striking. You know, there are a million different derivatives of it now because it's become part of the culture of the art. I mean, so, let's be honest. Like, the art is still pretty shite. Uh, like it, it, it's prettier because the price tag's high, but well, it's pretty because were the price tag's higher. It's got like a cool utility as far as it's verifying, you know, how they verify with the pixels, kind of like a QR code type. But like, you know, as far as the traits and the identity, so there are some cool things in the back end. But yeah, man, like honestly, if you look at it, it is kind of just shitty. Like from that side of it, until you learn to appreciate it, and I think a lot of us didn't learn to appreciate it until we saw it for so long, saw people that were prominent figures that held it and saw, you know, a lot of people use it as their identities. And as you see that type of stuff happen, you know, like it starts to be ingrained, oh, this is good, right? But I think a lot of people were trained on it rather than it being the intuitive thought they had originally. Um, so what does everybody have going on this weekend? I didn't sleep last night because I'm working on a commission. And now I got to stay awake till nighttime again. So that my sleep schedule isn't messed up. Are you writing more music? Yeah, I, I'm doing a, um, I'm doing a, a horror piece song that they're going to make a, some web series over it so i have to like make this song about or it has to sound like someone deciding to murder someone it's like and then the like the the headspace you have to be in to like make something like that man that's why i didn't sleep last night but it's fun dude i have the i have the coolest job i mean of anyone here i bet i bet you probably have one of the only jobs out of anyone here. Yeah. Wait for real? Y'all don't work? I don't <laughs> no, have a job. You have a cooler job than me. I'm a fucking accountant. I'm a consultant. Oh, it's even worse. Oh my god, I don't even know what that means. A I consultant. I've had a job for a couple of years, so I Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Man, I, I, I would not, dude, I haven't had a corporate job in a long time. There is I no imagine, way. I can't imagine if, you were a corporate job. I'm the worst. I'm so bad. I, and I don't give a fuck because I work for myself now, so I can just say it. I'm an awful employee, you know? 90 I, I fucking <laughs> suck. Well, I don't, okay, I, 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 yeah. Let me clarify. So, like, okay, when I said, like, I don't have a job, I don't. I make money doing what I do, but I don't view it as a job, right? So, like, would you consider that same with you, or do you see what you do as a job? Um. Well, I do work for people, but it's more like uh, we're working together. So it's not like I'm, like, like I can just – but, yeah, yeah, I see that as a job, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be – you don't have to be working under someone for it to be a job, right? That's true. You know, like, okay, my, my definition on whether it's a job or not changes depending on who I'm talking to. 
if I'm talking to my girlfriend, then like, yeah, all day, every day, this is a job. And I'll tell her, yeah, you know, like it's work. I'm sorry. You got to do whatever. Like, this is work. This is what it is because it's the only thing that resonates with her. When I used to say that I was unemployed, she got so pissed from it that like there was this huge fight for a long period of time about me having to find a corporate job um, because she wanted more structure from like what I'm doing. And eventually I was like, oh, this is a job. Yeah. This is a job. Dude, my you know what's so crazy? Oh, sorry. I was going to say, my relationship, my six-year relationship's on the rocks right now because of that. Like, I have it, but she's like, why are you doing all these other things? And I'm like, I've, I've been in crypto, like, like about a, after a year, I guess, of, of, like, dating, like, I got into crypto, so it's like 2017, and it, ever since then, she, I don't even know how the hell we've been dating this long, because she's just always mad about any... I mean, yeah, sometimes, you know, it gets a little, we, we know how it gets, guys. If you're in this space, you know how it is. You probably don't have the greatest relationship with your significant other. Like, let's be honest. But um, if you do, that's fantastic, you know, if you could balance all these things. But um, true degens, that's you know, it's very difficult. And other people just don't get it. So if it doesn't work, I'm going to probably have to find someone in the space, which is almost impossible to date a female in the space. No offense, Tani. I just feel like I don't know how that would work. Um, Wait, but, why do you say no offense? I, I have not flirted with anyone in Web three. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. I'm saying like not. I'm not you saying. saying no, I agree with you. I agree with no, you. I, you know what I mean? Like it's just hard to. And also, it's like I don't know if dating someone in the space is like the right like solution either. If if uh, my relationship tanks, but you know what I mean? It's, it's start shitting on all the NFTs you buy and start saying they're trash, <laughs> and then inevitably out trades you like five times. <laughs> dude the the dating the dating atmosphere in web 3 is so i i didn't tell you all so i have not i have not flirted with anyone but people have flirted with me and every single one of them you know what they do they send me a dm and they within a couple of exchanges a couple back and forth they send me a picture of their house I'm not fucking joking, dude. Every single Wait, one of them. They send me a picture of the, Yeah, with their pool and like what the fuck ever. I'm like looking at it, I'm like, what the fuck are you? What is this? What 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 am I supposed to what am I supposed to do? Oh wow, look how much money you have. Like what? Yeah, they, they send and then they also and then following up to the house, they'll send a selfie with like a very like expressionless face. It's like a very awkward selfie. And I don't know what to do with that, man. So I. That, that is weird. I, I it's like, fucking so, weird. The only DMs I ever got like that back in the after I had doxxed back in the day, I won't lie, like there there weren't many girls on crypto Twitter, but I did have a few DMs at the time. All of them were basically just along the lines of like, "Hey, I think you're cute," like something like that. You know, really just the innocent, whatever, flirty intro. <laughs> Yeah, I don't um, think they were girls. <laughs> no, I mean, like, no, they, they legit were. Uh, I mean, they legit were. This is before AI. <laughs> He's like, I was on the Discord calls. They were legit girls. No deep fakes. No deep fakes. No deep fakes. I promise. I promise. Well, you know, the but... funny thing is at least one of them ended up dating a CT dude. So she must have just been in the DMs of, like, every single guy that was semi-doxed. Because I like I saw a few months later, and like I, I you know, no offense, I'm not trying to talk to anybody. I'm not trying to turn this into freaking Match.com, like you know it. But 
I guess good for them. Something ended up working out because of it. I just think it's ridiculous whenever people start, you know, again, using this as a dating service rather than like just, you know, you make friends, business partners, whatever you want to call it. Like, cool. But, you know, bold strategy if you're going down the dating route in CT. I don't even know you guys. It's just a weird, it's a weird setup, man. Cause like when people. I don't want to offend anyone, but, like, when people ask me, like, why are you in this space? Like, my answer is, like, for money, obviously. It's like, I'm here for money. I, I've, I've always been in crypto You're for money. You're not here for love? Well, like, people will say, like, corny-ass shit where they're like, I'm here to change the world. And it's like, that's cool. But, no, you're not. You're here for money. That, that's just my take. I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to start a fight, but so like from my point of view, it's like it's a weird place to like um, talk to people for love when it's all about money. All of this is about money, you know. Well, I mean, you know, you can look at some people's wallets and, you know, just across you realize that it's more about having fun staying poor. Like, yeah, okay. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say back to what Bogfather was saying is like, yeah, when you're working for yourself, because like if I was in a situation where I where someone is is cutting my paycheck, like it doesn't matter how much money I make. They're telling me how uh, they're, they're cutting. They're writing out my check. I would rather like jump off the balcony. Honestly, I never want to live my life where someone is telling me how much money I'm allowed to have for my work. And when you when you jump away from that and you start working for yourself, especially in the beginning and probably for years, you're working so much more for so much less, especially in the beginning. So I can see how that would cause stress on a significant other, you know, because you're yeah, it's almost like a it's almost like a drug, too. I mean, like the range of emotions you get while like degening into like random projects winning on some completely getting rubbed on others like the range of feelings that you get like the highs and the lows like all those dopamine hits and like just emotions you feel it's definitely addicting for some people (laughs) like (laughs) sometimes like you know when i'm like turbo bored i'll just be on icy tools and like spend like 0.05 eth just to get rugged so i can like feel something for (laughs) a few minutes yeah, you you when you like change your lifestyle and you start working for yourself, it's almost not like work, you know. Like at least for me, like when I really, really jumped into music, like I remember when I was making or I was working two jobs and I had to save up my I had to save up money for a uh, what was it called a blue, blue Yeti microphone. It's thirty bucks, but I was that poor, right? But it started with that fucking Blue Yeti and now and, – and it was like that for years, dude, where I was working like 90 hours um, a week, 90-plus hours a week and making less than minimum wage. But it was mine. It was my money that I was earning for myself. And now, and now after years and years and years, my production costs are 3K. Like, I mean, you know, so I'm not like – I mean, there's people who make, you know, tens of thousands off of productions and whatever. Maybe I'll get there one day. But but for me, like, that's that's fucking nuts. If you stick to something, uh, you know, and you stick through that that rough spot where you're working for dirt 
but you're working for yourself, uh, it's inevitable that you'll build something that you can live off of. And that's freedom, which is like, you can't put a price on freedom. That's what's so uh, inevitable. What? Wonky stonks are inevitable. Period. Yes, sir. Do you have an album coming out soon? And are you doing anything with like NFTs in music? Um, I'm I'm releasing an EP. I was supposed to release it this month, but I had some album art problems, which I'm still having. Uh, but it's ready to go. Um, but I recently I was ghost producing professionally for three years. Uh. Just like three years of me not getting credit and writing music for other people. So just recently I took another jump. Uh, you know, another... And jumps are, jump, jumps are fucking scary, man. Because when you have any sort of stability, it's... it's, it's uh, you know, but I, I think it'll be better in the, in the long run. I stopped making music for other people. Now I'm, now I'm just making... Anything, anything that I make from now on will have my name on it, at least. So, that's what's happening. I, I recently signed to an agency, so, yeah, it's good. Yo, congrats, that's exciding. So, how does and- it feel working with an agency versus, you know, kind of out there looking for some of those deals on your own? Oh, sorry. I'm I'm in a really sick deal. Um, so I it's not a record label. Um, no one owns me. Um, I'm working with people um, that basically will uh, sell my music. So like I make music, um, and maybe they'll give me a header of like what is selling um, at the moment. And then I'll make that and then they try to sell it. And if they sell it, they get a commission. They're the ones that get a commission off of the money that I make, um, which is just like, it's just sick. You know, when you're, you're, you're sitting across from someone as opposed to uh, being underneath someone. I can't, I can't do that whole having a boss thing. It's either we're, we're either business partners or like I'm going to be the worst employee ever. So it, it feels good. This is where I'm supposed to be, I think. Because even when I was young, I was, I was a very shitty employee. Straight up. I was, <laughs> I was the worst. So I sucked. I just I just walk out of that bitch like really I don't I don't think there was a corporate job that I didn't eventually like walk out of I would I just get up and be like I'm done see ya pretty Chad move to be honest you a mariachi band yeah she doesn't get the inside joke yeah last night in time there was a guy who was like I'm gonna quit my job I'm gonna get a mariachi band it was it was really funny No, I mean that that was funny, and do that because that was the funniest thing. Again, going down the list of like, doesn't matter if you think you made it. (laughs) There are a lot of people that thought they made it that did not end up making it the past year. Dude, I like started getting paid. You were in jail. 
I started getting paid crypto like right when ETH was four thousand, and like I got paid ETH, and like every time I got paid, ETH would like go down. I'm like, God damn it, fuck. Dude, I have, like, you know, like, how, like, your grandparents, if you're old enough in this space, or maybe your great-grandparents, if, maybe, if they were alive and you knew them, they had, like, that depression mentality where they had to, like, fucking scrounge up everything. I feel like after I've I round-tripped everything, like, in 2017, I have that that mentality where I'm like, I need to make as much money as humanly possible because I don't know when it's going to end. Even though, realistically, I know I can probably sustain but it's like, and then like holding on to it where I don't like spend money on stupid shit. Like right, nice restaurants, like experiences, whatever millennials, like other millennials do too. Like we, we like to go on vacations. We like fucking food. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't go too hard on other material things. So like, you know, maybe, a, you know, nice watch and a car, but like it's something within means. Um, but you know how it is. Like don't, don't blow your, don't blow your shit on like dumb on, on dumb stuff. Like don't and don't like you know see other people on Twitter that have way more money in, than you and get like you know like get fooled into like trying. Bro, to live comparison is the thief of joy, right? Like comparison is the the thief of contentness and joy and everything else. Like if you're constantly comparing, you know you're you're gonna be just always. It doesn't matter what you do. You're just gonna be in this state of discontentment and. Like, it's not worth it. Also, realize any funds you plan on spending any money with. We kind of touched on it last night. But, like, you know, you never count your money while you're still sitting at the table, right? <laughs> like, that shit could disappear so quickly um, after you've already bought things, thinking it's going to go up more. So, yeah, don't don't spend money that you haven't realized. I guess that brings me to my question I came up here for. Um, so in a Basho, I actually hadn't really traded an NFT, honestly. I've just been like Loon Boy and just like doing dev work and stuff, not being real active. <clears throat> but I've been like trading more this week, last couple weeks with a Basho. Like, I honestly like sold my first NFT. <laughs> um, so my question is like, when do you turn off Moon Boy? Like, when do you take profits? And like Kaleo, did you when are you like selling your last couple penguins? Like are you going to hundred ETH or like Yeah, man, and you know, dude, my thing is too, like I <laughs> I scraped together some liquidity for some of these positions and I, I, I plan on like buying back a bunch of shit too. You know, that's one of the things that like I don't know. I I, I mean I you look at the penguins with where they're heading it's like yeah. you know you hold on to whatever you can with it like i think it's one of those things where you know if you need to sell something sell it but you know if you can hold on to some of these strong assets hold on dude i mean what you gotta do is after you fucking kill it with that that like uh, long position you got on btc like there's still gonna be that blur wall uh, for the pudgy so you're good so you you gotta just come back hard and just like like just be like the the hammer and just get us back to six and then that'll just cause like the biggest like shockwave after because like i don't know how we're gonna get past that wall my plan was to do some damage on it with these ponzi things like rug me so and then did sham do ever dump his oh he uh he sold like his at the bot i I think he bought a a bunch of little pudgies but he he bought he bought a shit ton of bigs oh he bought Uh, a shit ton of bigs at five e okay 
he actually didn't sell his. Nine X Nine did because he had that that Ave position that he got like licked on. So, um, and he only sold half, which I mean, it's still a hundred penguins, but um, we we held pretty well. I, I really thought we were going to four there, um, you know. And that's a combination of ETH ripping and then that happening, um, and we still didn't go really underneath five significantly. That that's super bullish. Dude, I love the little pudgies so much. I literally, I only have a big pudgy to be like in the, you know, so I'm like, I'm, Honey, so I'm one of me. us. You, you gotta but... like find someone to help me. I need to sell my, my hot dog pudgy because I want to sweep the big floor with the proceeds. Like I'm trying to sell one of my one of ones for the, the rods and the, or the, the little for to, to sweep the big floor or trade. I'll you don't want to get your hot dog um, licensing deal, dude. No one's gonna eat like like they're gonna think there's penguins in the it's penguin meat, dog. Like you can't use that. Like this is like Oscar Mayer. They're like, wait, they put penguins. Oscar Mayer's had penguins in. The, that's what we were eating the whole time. Like that's not gonna go over well, you know. You're flooding your own bags here. I, I am. Well, it's just the fun. Bro, you might be able to sell it to Geico. Geico does a bunch of random shit. I could see them, you know, working in a, like, a penguin hot dog into the mix, like, to replace the uh, Geico gecko. Pe- hot dog penguin actually would could be, like, he's selling insurance. That would be hilarious. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm just looking out for you. I'm a, I'm a penguin in a hot dog costume, and I'm just looking out for you. I don't know. That could work. We'll we'll uh, throw it on the list. I mean, I disagree with your fud of your own bags. Uh, I I feel like that would be sick as a hot dog logo. Oscar Peng- for what? Penguin for like Oscar Meyer? Hot pang. Penguin. Hot pang. It'd be funny if it was him in the hot dog costume eating a hot dog. But then people, they people would be like, "Is that cannibalism?" <laughs> well, I don't know, bro. Looking back at it, like the Charmin commercials, do, do, are people really thinking the bears are wiping their ass with toilet paper? Right? Like, does that make a difference one way or the other? Like, you know, I think people can look at the characters and, you know, assume that it's not a like a penguin-based meat. Fair, fair enough. This might be some reverse psychology or something. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you're pushing me tw- more towards getting the the hot dog penguin. I mean, do you have a hundred ETH sitting in your wallet? A hundred ETH? Yeah, that's what it would be worth. Nah. A one of one of the gold knights sold for sixty nine, and a one of one is worth a hundred times the floor. Wait, how well, much? 50, well, at least 50. How much is 100 ETH? 160K. 160K. What'd you buy that for, the hot dog? 10 grand. 2.5 ETH. ETH was 4K at the time. I think it's, I, I mean, realistically, I could probably get us, like, someone bid 70 on the tree one of one so i don't think a hundred is out of the realm of possibility if someone really wants something paying like 1.5x whatever the no. highest deal was 
Uh, you have to wait no. till we get all time high, probably. Yeah, hundred, hundred sixty k. No, that doesn't sound crazy for a one of one penguin. Yeah, and for the hot dog. Yeah, exactly. that sounds right. That sounds about right. I when you said a hundred ETH, I don't know why my mind was like, my mind just assumed that was a lot more. Yeah, you just feel like get the fuck. Is. Yeah. <laughs> that was your first instinct. But I, I mean, there's someone out there. I don't know who, but there is someone out there that I, I don't think I marketed enough. I, I mean, because I have this, I've never changed my PFP. Um, thanks, Elon. But well, you know, here's my theory with it all, right? With like having a grail versus the other, I see the appeal of both. We're having a grail. I mean, I think during an up market, the upside of a grail, you could probably end up getting a little bit more squeezed out of it from the right buyer um, versus, you know, that same amount of ETH invested somewhere else. And it's also one bulk clean transaction. It's just a little bit less liquid. So sometimes people are like, ah, you know, it's like the the lottery type mentality where you can scrape out X percentage, you know, a lot of the people rather than getting paid out over time, they'll just get paid out, you know, the bulk sum up top and yeah. take whatever the cut is. And, you know, so I see both, both mindsets. Yeah. Well, the, the annuity thing, like that's always like a, like, you know, if you, if you do win the lottery, you're better off um, with uh, the annuity. I mean, if you want the lump sum, um, because like the people, I mean, that's just the problem because the people that win the lottery don't have money. And then when they get all that money, they just blow it. It's like statistically proven that the person, if you win the lottery, you're just going to round trip it all on dumb shit um, within your lifetime. Like it actually happens. Like that's like, that is the, not the exception, but that's the rule. But um, I mean, I, if, if I had something like that, I, I would just, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I would probably... Like I think I'd know what I'd want to do with the money, so I would take the lump sum. But I think I'd be, I, you know, I'm at least a little bit more financially savvy than that. But if I, I mean, if we're talking about the penguin, like that's why I want to trade because obviously, like, you know, I think if I if I traded for ten floor pens right now for like a mythic rod, like that's a hundred ETH in like a month. <laughs> so it's not a hundred ETH right now, but the trade, you know, and that other guy's gonna have to deal with the illiquidity but hopefully he likes it enough but i have three of them so um that's why i don't even mind doing that trade yeah i gotta head out hopefully i can make some flips to get a wonky song here yo who is a uh, viking vault they just swept like five stocks i just noticed that right after i i guess like you know 20 minutes ago now um take it easy elock thanks for coming up man so shout out to Viking Vault if you're in the audience. Um, oh, we're back solid... to 0.347. Nice. A lot of solid stonks in there also. Um, and then RPL.brun. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you. And, and if you look at what's down there right now, Bogfather, the majority of everything that's just holding that up is just like those, you know, the stolen stonks. And those will be eaten into eventually. And the main reason why like, there are a lot of really quality stocks in there. And I think there's some people at the end of the day, like, again, I, you know, it's one of those things that's awkward to talk about, but like, you know, and I hope that guy gets, you know, is able to secure as many, because I think there's still some of those that are definitely better than floor pieces that are on the floor. 
Um, I mean, I, I actually think the majority of those are better than floor pieces that are on the floor. So when you're talking about people that are acquiring, looking into something, it just makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we're only 100 stocks away. I mean, yeah, like the more you buy, the more will be listed. But like that's been happening. And, and it's we've been consolidating now for the better better part of a month. So whenever we do get over this, I don't think people realize like I don't even know where we're going to go after, but it's going to teleport. You know what I mean? With no with no all time high, um, you know, like a little blue sky breakout there. Like, yeah, you could probably do a, if you want to be super technical and do a fib extension. And really, yeah, if you want to be uh, if you're into memes, it's probably 0.69. But at that point, when you when you get within striking distance of an ETH, like and, you know, like things are really frothy. Who knows what happens? Like, really, like it, it's like there is no like target. Like, it's just going to go where it's going to go. Um, and, and, you know, if it's concentrated in a lot of people's hands that are like, you know, that accumulated at this low I, and you know at that level like they're not some people will take profit but to, to the majority of people that you know are big holders that that's not a, like a ton of money to them there the supply is going to be very thin um and you're going to see it like there's probably like what like six percent listed total i think it's it's going to go down to like three three to four um and it's going to look a lot different and i think you're going to have more people in and like we, we, we actually just need new inflows in general with NFTs. I think that's why we haven't seen that next leg up. So, you know, we, we want the coins to go up so that those inflows um, come over to us, really. Like that, it's how it works. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, though, Bog, like I'm content with just kind of the slow, steady grind, too, right? Like if it's one of those things where, you know, the longer that you consolidate, kind of like you said, the more that spring builds. And it, it's just one of those things where, you know, as we saw the past, like we had however many months underneath point one just consolidating there, like a full year, basically. And, you know, it t- took a couple of weeks to do a 6X. And it'll be the same type of thing here where, you know, it's like, hey, even if it takes months and months longer out of this, like, you know, eventually one of those things, it's just all about the market conditions. You know, when the market conditions are there, it's all about just positioning yourself for kind of when that flag is raised and the starting, you know, when the gun goes off, because when the gun goes off, whoever has the best pole position, you know, you have the best chance at kind of being able to take that lead and be able to hold it. And I really think it's the same type of thing with this where, you know, there's only so much you can do when the market's doing whatever it's doing, but like, you know, if you're positioned right, like good things come to those who wait. Yeah. I mean, even like speaking personally, I know a lot of people in here have like really good um, cost basis, but I mean, I, mine was like under 1%. I think mine was like 0.06 for like my 81 stocks or something around there. Um, so it was like below even like the, the, the mint and, um, or where it was on the first day, but you know, it, I, I, brought it up because i'm like yeah that to me like that's like buying into momentum and i wouldn't really i don't normally do that but like you know i have and i've already stated all the reasons why i'm bullish but you know i'm like yeah this this has a lot of potential to like that you know i mean the risk reward for the the trade is like you know it's pretty good and it's really comfy to be honest with you where you're not going to get that with a lot of other nfts like if you look at it like no one's really bricking like it goes to certain levels but no one like undercuts 
below a certain point, you know? And that you don't see that with every other collection. There's like, there's no, they don't care, right? It's just purely profit taking and, and they'll like undercut you until there is, there is demand of some kind. But there have been days where we're just chilling at point three. People are like looking at charts. People are getting more savvy. Um, and it's, it's really cool to, to really see that happen. And, and that's why like, I'm like, yeah, I feel comfortable like doubling down on my position at this level. Love to hear it, man. I mean, yeah, again, just goes back to the same mentality that we've had over the course of the past year. You know, when when the market turns, it turns. And, you know, like until then, we just vibe, right? Like that's that's the mantra is just continue the vibes and like good things come to those who wait. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's been a fun last month. It's been, you know, ups and downs, everything in between mixed into it. But slowly but surely, I mean, like overall, things are things are getting pretty fun again in the space. Um, even, you know, with it being a lot, you know, with it being calmer than it was at the beginning of the month, the engagement and the number of people still here are still up there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to like, it's going to be so funny though. Cause like the space is too, like, I'm sure everyone's paying attention to numbers in general and like seeing how many people show up to the spaces, like, we're going to just get like a five to 10 X and it's going to get like wild. It's going to be super fun. It'll probably last like a couple of weeks, but um, you know, we haven't even gotten close to that yet. And that's what, like, you know, we haven't seen the God candle, like what? Cause that, that does really make a lot of sense with the, like, I mean, with all the bad news, like I wouldn't even call it bad cause the market doesn't think it's bad. So is it bad? It's like all stuff that's expected with, uh, you know, Genesis, Gemini, whatever, like over the last couple of weeks, like, the market does not give a shit, you know, and it is forward looking. So um, they probably, you know, if that was the case, then yeah, they, that we saw this coming a couple of months ago and FTX was the catalyst. And now it's like, just send it, <laughs> like, just, just send this thing. Like, uh, and there's so many, there's just so many people coping still. Like, like there's so many bears, like, just like, you know, you see, I see like spaces where it's just like, they're just like talking to them. Like, they're just like, uh, you know, <laughs> like patting each other on the back it's gonna be okay man like they're just looking at like like bit like fud articles together like it, it's it's a kind of funny or it's just like dude you, it they they can't like they can't shift their uh their bias and that's i don't that's, even that's, give well, my because is anymore like, for like you I'm know sorry. the 10 to 12k argument like what is the narrative right now that people are spinning up this happens every time every time there's a bull market and there's an influx of new people uh that are climbing into the bull market uh trying to make a ton of money uh, they don't understand how the markets work so they freak out and every i can't dude i can't tell you how many times over the years i've heard people be like that's it bitcoin's going to zero it's over it's done and they say it every single time Every single time we see a downturn in anything, there's a whole culture of people that are like, that's it. It's over. But it's just like the new people that don't know what's going on. Like, that are, this that this happens like the, all the, the fucking negativity. time. But like the thing is, it's like, yeah, it's okay to be bearish. But I think that like a lot of those guys, like it's like the negativity that they, they like 
I don't know how you can stay that negative that long. Or it's like, yeah, no, like no one likes to be bearish. You know what I mean? It's but you know, it's just it's like low. I mean, like what like what are you hoping to happen to? It's like you make all that money and like the world is like like if you get to these levels, like what do you think everything's gonna look like at that point? You know what I mean? It's like a weird kind of like thing to like be obsessed about. Like, yeah, you're right. And everything went to shit. Like, what are you even going to do with that money? Like, if you're talking about macro going to, like, whatever levels, like, it, it, it's, like, kind of silly at that point. Like, I, I, I don't get it. The fu- the fudding season is my favorite season. So that's when I make all the money. I keep saying this. And people don't understand. It's when everyone's like, oh, no, it's everything's over. I'm vibing. I'm vibing hard because that's what I'm buying. I'm (laughs) that's and then I just sit on it, dude. It's so easy and it's so predictable each time, every single time. It's so well, all these. I mean, I guess they're the ones making it so easy, though. I mean, we should be thanking the fudders. No. They're, the, they're yeah. the ones that make it so easy to buy from the bottom. When I hear everyone depressed and sad, like, that's when I know. That's, that's when I buy. No, I agree. You know, it's definitely a sentiment type of thing. Um, so, yeah, you know, like, again, where there's the greatest fear, there's usually the greatest opportunity. They'll get it. it the, the longer you're in these markets, the easier it is. You see... Like people, people get scared or they lose, they lose some money or whatever. And then they get emotional and overreact, whatever. But. Like, it's like that meme. It's like the James it's Frank. Like fishing. First, first time friend. All right, y'all, I got to head out of I here. I don't know that meme. Yeah, I actually got to get wrapping up too. Unfortunately, um, got a got some stuff with the fam tonight coming up, and I just realized what time it was. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's been a solid space as always. Um, you know, definitely going to host something tomorrow. We'll see exactly what and when. But um, you know, appreciate everyone rolling out. Um, it's been a good one. You know, week number forty nine of these. And Zintani, welcome again to the Stonk family. Um, good to have you. We'll come back up here anytime. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for helping keeping me awake. And uh, it's cool. I'm I'm happy that I came in 